Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I love that that thing is so thick, I can barely get it in there. Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You are now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Well, you always said in a different life, maybe you could work on a farm. This uh, not an animal farm. I'm oh, talking, I'm talking like vegetable. corn. Oh, yeah. No animal no, husbandry for no, you? None of that. I'm not putting on a big plastic Glove. oven mitt and shoving it in a bottom half. Well, husbandry just means you're helping the animals. I mean, you do help with that, but you help with well, other you, Well, that's what I mean. You have to make sure they breed. Yeah. Or you, you got to just... get their uh, swimmies out. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Leanna Ray on traffic. Five-minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you got to squat and be ready. Balls <laughs> on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Oh, hello, man. You got a show today. Yeah. Normally, and I say that every day. Normally, I'm lying. Today, big show. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus at 448. A special Wednesday visit from our guy, Jason Stark, as we go around the diamond at 534. All-Star game was last night. Jason was in attendance, so he'll give us his thoughts on that. Today is National Nude Day. Oh, so we are nude, the two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teddy's always nude from the bottom down, but yeah. he's fully nude today. And he has some interesting tattoo choices on his chest. See, now I understand why you never take your shirt off. <laughs> Very interesting. Laurel and Hardy on your chest. I didn't expect to see that one. Yeah, and also, it's really weird because it's encircled by a pentagram. Mm-hmm. So that's just like a little juxtaposition there. It's so weird. Yeah, on my backside, I have Abbott and Costello. Bone loves. I do love Abbott and Costello. I think that's one of the greatest. I mean, can you name another Abbott and Costello routine that you love so much? Yeah, there's one where they do like multiplication seven times three, and it always comes up to a weird number. I can I don't know what that routine's called, but I've watched it many times. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. What do you? I don't do the bit. I'm not going to explain it to you. Yeah, I know it's good. What what are you getting mad at me for? I'm saying that it's good. You thought you got me, and I got you back. Yeah, I know Evan Costello. All right, anyway, it's National Nude Day, so we encourage all of our listeners to take off their clothes during the show today. Especially if you're at work. Just see what happens. Actually, Maybe you'll get that. a raise. <laughs> there, there, yeah, there'll be a raise. Uh, where was I? Oh, baseball from last night. American League beats the National League in the All-Star Game. Vlad Guerrero Jr. wins the MVP. You had the terrible uniforms last night, which was making the rounds on social media. I will take a victory lap on that because when they first announced these uniforms, I said, this is stupid. I don't know why they're doing it this way. One of the beautiful things about the All-Star game, I think, is that not just every team is represented, but you see uniforms from around the league. All these players are wearing their home team uniforms, and it's a menagerie of colors. Is that right? Menagerie? Menage? 
Um, a, a menagerie, I always think of like a bunch of animals. So I guess maybe if you're saying a menagerie of colors. Yeah, that's what I mean. A bunch of colors it's a, together. It's a collection yeah. of colors. Okay, yeah, I guess I could see that. And last night, everybody was in their pajamas. That's what it looked like to that me. Was, the white uniforms weren't great, but whatever. The dark blue the ones The navy were ones looked like sleepy time. Just, yeah, that Put was on so sleeping bizarre. caps. That was... I, I didn't understand it, and I know you brought that up earlier, and, and I'm... I'm with you. I thought they would look stupid. But you know what? Even if the all-star uniforms were classy and cool and awesome looking, you're right. You lose something when you don't have all the players wearing their uniforms from all these different teams. That is the fun of the all-star game to me. Major League Baseball is trying. Now, maybe they're not going as fast as some people would like. They are trying to embrace individuality. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, right. And so they've said for the all-star game, which is the ultimate spectacle of getting all of these guys together, let's all look the same. <laughs> and I, I don't understand that. I think, yeah, I think it's stupid. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. And I know I, I know what it made sense to Major League Baseball because, you know, their partners, Nike, wanted to be able to put their stamp on this game, and they did. They certainly did. did Nike puts their stamp on all these uniforms. Their no, logo's front and center for every single fine, uniform. But they can't redesign. They can't make a uniform. That like unless the team wants their uniform redesigned or it's time to do that, but many of these teams they're not redesigning the Yankees uniforms, nor should they. I'm just saying they can go out and they can put a Nike special uniform that they came up with all themselves. I guarantee you that's why some of this came about because they wanted to find a right, extra well, corporate just, dollar. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. I agree with. And you. now everybody's mocking it today, like like New Era. Whoever the hell's designing the caps for New Era needs to be fired. Because don't know, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They have those city. What do they call those? City Connect or they have. They've had a few different ones. They have the ones with all the weird fonts. Well, that, that's what that I mean. Was the, stupid. The, well, no, nah, I wasn't talking about that. With like the cartoon pierogi. Yes, on the that Indians was a different cap. one. City Connect, whatever. Like you said, I don't know what the name was. Yeah. But. Then the latest one was, and I'll tell you what. For a dyslexic person, it was hell. <laughs> but you had the principal logo, and then they layered a bunch of other fonts on top of it, where it looked like a magic eye three D painting yeah that was ugly as hell it was one of the weirdest things i've ever seen i i it almost feels like you know when you see a little clip from a fashion week or you know milan paris somewhere where they're having like a Ah, runway yeah (laughs) on the fan on the fan so when they do that you will see fashion and sometimes you see things where it's like what are they wearing uh seven cardboard boxes it appears is what they're wearing and then people will say, ah, yes, that's the latest trend this year in all the yeah, spring potato fashion Potato sacks lines. are in this year. Right. And then seven years later, you start to see, oh, a lot of people are wearing natural colors like beige or gray. And, that, and that's what it trickles down to end up being eventually yeah. from yeah. high fashion. It feels like they took one of the high fashion designers and said, no, take that right from the runway at Milan and, and put that on the hat at New Era. And they didn't do the seven years of it like being refined, being broken down, people deconstructing, and then it eventually gets to like the general market. It was it's such a weird thing. I don't know what they're doing at New Era, but they need to stop. Just go back to making like different colors of some of their favorite uniforms and teams and put those on hats. That's fine. Do a, a crazy one here or there, but yeah, some of that maybe stuff with is the bizarre. jerseys, the Diamondbacks were ahead of their time because you know they had the the road uniforms that look like pajamas. I think That's they've right. since gone away with from the, those. With but the blood dandruff. 
Right. That well, was, no, those were the home uniforms. Oh, those were the with home the unis. I'm blood sorry. dandruff. Okay. The pajamas were the road uniforms. Anytime you evoke the thoughts of bloody dandruff and sleepwear mm-hmm. when you're making a major league baseball uniform, you've got to take that risk. Absolutely. Uh, more baseball stuff. Mike DeWine. How you doing, Gov? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. All right. It's great. Great time uh, in Ohio. Mike DeWine says the Indians are working on a lease extension with the city of Cleveland. Yeah. So DeWine says he plans to ask for state funding to renovate the 27-year-old downtown ballpark, which, of course, opened in 94. Uh, the park is still owned by Cuyahoga County. DeWine did not say how much money the state would allocate for upgrades or any renovations. He did have a lovely macrame, though, to highlight how much this needs to be repaired. Mm-hmm. Now... I thought they recently did renovations when they put up the new scoreboard. Well, they did. Yeah. So how many more renovations are we talking here? Uh, they probably didn't do everything. Now this is to fix all the other stuff that yeah. needed to be fixed. And all then right. five years from now, we can have conversations about more renovations. And then five years after that, they'll say, if you want it, like the next time they re-up, they'll be like, well, if you want us to stay, we need a new stadium. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, so- the Dolan family just continues to pump money into this product. So, of course, you would pump <laughs> money into their stadium. Tax right. money. Yeah, that, this is apparently part of the concern is that the Dolan family is seeking a minority owner. They are slashing payroll left and right. And there's speculation. This is the first time I've seen this reported. This is reported by the AP. There has been speculation the Indians could be planning a move. Like, if, 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 I, I will say this. If that is based on something legitimate, then that would truly suck for the city of Cleveland. And I hope that's not the case. If, this is the cheap-ass Dolans, and that's what I think this is, their way of floating one of the civic fears of that town, and you're doing that just to get more millions of dollars from the state? How cynical and terrible of you, the Dolan family. You know what that city's been through with the Browns. Don't put that on them again and say, oh, you know, we might leave. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I wouldn't blame the city of Cleveland if they said, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll We'll do something else. Screw you. Like... I don't I don't understand it. I hope that's not the case. I hope they're not truly serious on any of that. It just sucks that, yeah, they're probably going to get a little bit more corporate or, uh, public money out of this simply because they're willing to play that game and because they know the Dolans are cheap and they would probably do it in a heartbeat. We have, we've talked about this a million times with different sports. I am not a fan of public money going to stadium projects. I'm not a fan of it. Sometimes I understand why it's necessary, but I'm not a fan of it especially without some sort of uh, citizen vote on the issue. Because a lot yeah, of these things I, are just passed right on through. Look, I agree with you that I think it's better when everybody has a voice in it. I'm not a big fan of that being done. I wasn't a big fan of it with the Save the Crew stuff. As much as I wanted the team to stay here, I'm not a huge fan of No, and I wasn't a big fan of money. it with the, with the Jacket stuff and, and the city bailing them out with the nationwide contract. I yeah. wasn't a big fan of that, but... If if we're going to be using tax dollars for something, stadium renovations, what the hell is that going to do? That, that's not you are not going to see a return on your investment, Mike DeWine, for oh, taxpayer for dollars. State. No, not for the state. So you know what I would do if I'm Mike DeWine? We'll help you out financially. We want to be your minority owner. Sure. Yeah. We will, well, yeah, that's a good we idea. Want, we want my, first of all, you will make up money on the sale. You will make money on that deal. Right. From a taxpayer's standpoint. Also, they're not going anywhere no. if you own part of their ball club. No. How what, desperate do you want the partnership, Dolan family? And it, it really sucks because you're you're seeing this already with Rob Manfred, like he's already floating that 
if the A's don't move to Vegas, that they can move other places. Like, I'm sure that's not said just for the A's benefit. No, and in fairness to Rob Manfred, he wants the A's to stay in Oakland. Well, he wants yeah. that to happen he wants, first. He, here's what he wants. He wants whatever the owners want. You know, I mean, he can have his own opinions on that, but the reality is he serves at the leisure of these owners, and he wants what the owners want. And so it would not surprise me if a few owners who are looking at their stadium situations and saying, yeah, we'd like it to be better, especially in places like Cleveland, where there's a municipal ownership, public ownership going on, that then suddenly you float out, hey, there's other cities too that want these teams. I'm sure that's not done just simply for the benefit of Oakland. It just sucks that this is the game everybody plays when the reality is you're exactly right, Mike. If I own my house, and I do, you know, I'm not looking at it as, well, if I don't make money when I put in a new kitchen tomorrow, I better start serving hamburgers out of this thing because if I'm not making money, it's not worth doing. No, you you renovate things, you upgrade things, you do what you can to upkeep your house because, A, you live there and you want it to be nice for everyone who lives there, but also you eventually plan to sell it and you hope to make money when and you sell it. And that's where you make your money. Right, and that's that's why I don't get why you and I get that. Most normal people get that. How does a supposedly billionaire family not get that? The answer is they do, but they know they can play this game and probably win it and get public money and not can have they to win pay. It, though? I mean, I if I'm them, I know that threat doesn't hold any water. Not in this state. Not if I saw what just happened to the crew. Well, right, because they're already... getting severe legal challenges if you decide to move out of this state. Well, and the and the crew thing that was just that stadium, privately funded stadium, crew stadium, was on public land. That was the only, so they got like a little break on the rent. If you're getting the stadium as a whole paid for by the state, then that's, <laughs> or actually by the county, not the state, like them, the Bengals, they have no uh, leg to stand on if that ruling Bengals actually would exist. Bengals are fishing for their own renovations too. That's of a different conversation. Are. But I'm just saying like that, that model law that's on the books should absolutely apply to all these situations too. And DeWine knows that because DeWine's the guy who brought it up in the yeah, first place. Yeah. The American League and Ohio State have something in common. I'll elaborate on that crappy tease coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Watch out for delays. And more slowdowns expected on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Looking for a long-term career? Ace Hardware is now hiring. They're recruiting for warehouse positions in our West Jefferson Distribution Center. We offer great pay and benefits up to $19.50 per hour. Apply now at acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Dare, dare to be dumb. The team that is better on paper will win at least 50% of the time. This is Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. Tomorrow is our very special No Sports Allowed show. We'll elaborate on that later. First, Bone has something very important to tell you. That's right, Mike. I grew up looking at the water in our house and never thinking about it because I was a child. You just open the tap, you get some water out, that's that. But I never knew when I was a kid, why are the glasses got spots all over them? Why is the bathtub have a little stain? Not from me, but from something else. What's going on there? Well, it turns out if you're a homeowner, you know, hard water, that can be a problem. The cloudy glasses, bad taste, odors, orange or reddish stains around the drain. You can get bacteria, viruses in there as well. What if you bludgeon someone to death and well, you just have blood stains? I don't know about that, Mike. That's That sounds like a you problem. Soap scum as well. Maybe that's what you're talking about. Either way. All those are problems that Kinetico can help you out with. And if your water is fine and you don't see any of those problems, then that's cool. But if you are seeing those problems and you're saying, well, how do I get that fixed? 
you need to check out ConnecticutColumbus.com. They've got solutions for you, whether it's a water softener, whether it's their K5 drinking water station like I have now. That solved my problem of never having to lug in big cases of bottles of water into the house again. That's great. Check them out today, ConnecticutColumbus.com, all the equipment made here in the U.S. So again, ConnecticutColumbus.com, if you want to get the funk out of your water with Connecticut. So my tease was the American League is just like Ohio State. Let me elaborate on that. So American League wins the All-Star game again last night. If you look at the all-time series, American League and National League for the All-Star game, uh, American League, 46 wins. National League, 43 wins and two ties. Mm-hmm. And you're saying to yourself, that's pretty damn even. Pretty even pretty series. Pretty close. Yeah. Even Steven. Well, just like if you look at the all-time Ohio State and Meat Chicken football rivalry record, Michigan's actually still up. Mm-hmm. 58, 51, and six ties. And you're saying, that looks pretty close. Pretty even. Not if you look at recent history. It's not pretty even. We know most of those Michigan football wins came... Unfortunately, in the 90s and when they were playing club football for this series. Yes. And that's kind of the case with the All-Star game. Since 1988, the American League in the All-Star game has a record of 26-6-1. and It's pretty great. That's pretty good. And that may explain why this series is evened up. The National League, when this game first started, had a lot of years at dominance. Oh, yeah, of course. That has not been the case recently. The American League has dominated the All-Star game. That is a meaningless stat you didn't have to have. But I brought it to you today on National Nude Day. In honor of that. In honor of the nakedness. I mean, I would say this. As someone who has been a predominantly National League fan, um, I don't feel like there is such a huge talent disparity between the American National Leagues in a given year. Or over the course of that amount of time that you just described. But, and I know it's just one game for fun in the middle of a season where you're throwing the best players from each league into a mixer and seeing what happens. 26, 6, and 1. I mean, that's got to point to something, right? I mean, I've always thought, yes, there's probably a slightly better collection of the power hitters in the American League because of the DH. But that, I don't think that accounts for all that, right? Because you also have to pitch. You have to do all this yeah, that stuff. Should, I mean, that shouldn't matter in an all-star game. Well, that's right, because it's the same you're, rules You're way. sending the best of the best, and they're both playing with the same set of rules. Yeah, I don't... I, let's, right, I'm just saying, I can see how guys who may just be good at one thing, but they can be really good at it, can stick in the league longer in the American League. So you might have a better collection of names on paper from year to year, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't, that's pretty amazing to see that it's that disparate. Had some football news today. Ohio Bobcats coach Frank Solich retires at the age of 76. Apparently he has a heart issue that he needs to take care of. So associate head coach Tom, Tim Albin, him too, will take over. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not Tom Allen. No, not him. From Indiana. That would be bigger, even bigger news than Tim this. Tim Albin. Frank Solich had himself a hell of a career. I want to say he's the all time winningest coach in the history of Mac football. Yeah, that sounds about right. So 76 years old, he he brought that program to respectability. Did you know that Frank Solich has more wins during his first six seasons at Nebraska? He had more wins than either of his predecessors, Bob Devaney or some guy named Tom Osborne, had in their first six seasons. Isn't that crazy? He had 58 wins his first six years at Nebraska. Devaney had 53. Osborne had 55. Yeah, Tom Osborne... Went on to do yeah, I know. other but things, I just, like I know. win the national championship. I'm just pointing out that I didn't realize that 
Frank Solich had that good of a start. And I do think Nebraska, in hindsight, might look oh, back absolutely. on the Frank Solich tenure and say, absolutely. we might have uh, misestimate, misunder, overestimated everything in our decision-making there, because that was not great. Uh, Riker, what? Riker Kia fan poll, 971thefan.com. Who would you be betting on to win the British Open this weekend? The way it's worded, it says the Open Championship, but I refuse. It is the British Open. Mm. John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Spieth, or other. Teddy, I'm deferring to you. Who are you picking? Well, you know who I'm going to pick on this show. Ooh. Cooch. Yeah. Other. So I'm taking you other. Know, other. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Matt Coocher update. Where are, where are they playing this year? Is it Scottish cooch or is it Welsh cooch or? Yeah, I think so. What do you mean think so? You I just know, named two different know places. What course we're on? Where, where? I have no idea. Yeah, you're the biggest golf guy here. I don't care. I'm just going to show up and watch him play Lynx golf. I, I really don't care. I like that. You know what? Good for you, Ted. It is at uh, Royal St George's Golf Course. Where's is that? Where it is uh, in England. It says here. Oh, okay. So in it the, says it's in, well, in England. Well, I'm. I'm, I'm I'm clicking on it because apparently Golf Boy over there, fanboy, Golf Boy, nobody knows what's going on. I had to go look it up. So I'm checking right now. Check it. It says Royal St. George's Golf Club, England. And then that's that's literally all I get here. There's no map? <sighs> Is it on the coast? I'm working on it. All right. Yeah, it's it's always on the coast. Yeah. It's always Thank on you. the coast. Yeah. Thanks, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't know which coast. Hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you better info, Mike. I just gotta get the map. You wanna wait wanna waste some time? Yeah, I would if you don't mind. Oh yeah. You tell me when you're ready. I'm ready now. Alright, go ahead. Royal St. George's Mike, just outside the lovely town of Sandwich, England. Oh, Sandwich. Yeah. Everybody knows where that is. That would be on the southeastern coast. Southeastern of right. England. Close to France. Uh, not far from Dover, Dover, Delaware, Ramsgate, and Margate. Or Margate? I don't know. Anyway, there you go. About a couple hours outside of London. Not too bad to get out there, but a lovely place to be. Right on, right off the Straits of Dover. That's where you're going to be looking for that. So congratulations to everybody who's going to that thing. I'm sure it cost you a pretty penny. Hope you have fun out there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you're welcome. Thank you, I uh, have some uh, Richard Sherman news to share with you. Not a pleasant day for him. That's coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of I-70 westbound approaching the 71 east split. Traffic is stop and go for Miller and still continues to build in this area. Please be extra cautious over here. Plan on some heavy backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Batteries Plus Bulbs. At Batteries Plus, they do more than fix phones and tablets. They help their neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online for fast and reliable phone and tablet repair. Learn more at BatteriesPlus.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Gonna take some gasoline, burn her house now. Not a good day for Richard Sherman. He's a, he's a free agent corner, but longtime Seattle Seahawk played the last three seasons, I want to say, with San Francisco. He was booked at 6.08 a.m. local time today 
at the King County Correctional Facility in Seattle and is being investigated for burglary domestic violence, which is a felony charge. He was denied bail, but a spokesman for the police department told ESPN that is standard procedure for suspects of domestic violence until they can appear before a judge. And I guess that will not take place until Thursday afternoon. So he will remain in jail until tomorrow afternoon. Uh, His wife released a statement. Her name is Ashley Moss. She told the Seattle Times, he didn't harm anybody. My kids were not harmed in the incident. He's a good person, and this is not in his character. Okay. We're doing all right, just trying to get him out. I want people to know no one was injured. I think another problem for Richard Sherman, at least according to the police report, is that when police responded to the residence shortly after 2 a.m. Pacific time, uh, he fought with the police, was eventually apprehended with the help of a canine unit. Yeah, they they said that. So there's another incident here, too, apparently, that may or may not be related. There was a hit and run where he apparently ran into some kind of structure, I guess, with his car. Well, a car that was registered registered to him. him. Okay. People got the license plate, and they they looked up the license plate, and they saw it came back to Richard Sherman. But as of now, they don't know if he was driving that car. Yeah. So there's that report out there, too. Um, So who knows? It could be a situation where... You know, it wouldn't be unreasonable for someone to wonder if those two incidents are connected. Um, Initially, they made this sound like because they said, what was the what was the term again? Domestic burglary, burglary, domestic violence, burglary, domestic violence. And so people are like, what the hell even is burglary, domestic violence? Apparently, it means when you're trying to break into a place that is someone that you are related to or that, you know, or have a relationship with. Um, It almost sounds like hearing his wife's statement. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know their situation. I don't know if they have been separated or not. I don't know if there's something going on there. But assuming this is his wife and that's the house where she lives, I mean, is this his house? Is this, like, I don't, like, I'm wondering why it's being reported in such a way of like, he tried to break into this house, domestic, you know, burglary thing. Well, each area has it, different laws on the books and they call things differently. Well, yeah, know. but each reporter doesn't. Yeah, I'm just wondering why reporters, maybe they don't know. Like, is this his house that he was just trying to get back into? Because I don't know why. Like, did it's hard to say, right? Th- what I'm saying is there's a lot of info here that we seem to not be able to have other than, yeah, I could see a scenario where a person, there's a fight, he goes to someone's house, he's mad, tries to break into the house to scream at someone or worse, and then the police are called. That's one way to read this. Another way to read this is perhaps there was something going on you know, substance wise, I don't know, drink, alcohol, whatever. And maybe then he's coming home late, can't get into the house, is angry, starts banging on something. I don't know. Like, and then mistakenly cops are called by the time they get there, they have to do something. And then he's mad because he's saying, this is my house. I don't know. Like there's so much here that's hard to really understand because we're not getting more info and we, and we probably won't until this goes before a judge and we'll see. But Interesting that his wife came out fairly quickly and said, uh, essentially, this is all being overblown a little bit, right? I mean, isn't that what her statement more or less says? Um, I don't know if I got that. She just wants to say that he didn't harm anybody. My kids were not harmed in the incidents. He's a good person. This is not in his character. Okay. We're doing all right. Just trying to get him out. Right. I want people to know no one was injured. Yeah, but, you know, 
we've we've seen a lot of victims of domestic violence come out and minimize the incident. That doesn't mean that well, police should not be investigating it. Right, but it usually is not. You're right. I'm not. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm saying they absolutely should. I just. I wonder what happened here from the standpoint of. Like, well, we'll was, find out. But as far as we know, police were called to a home. He decided to fight with police, and a dog unit had to be called. Yeah. Again, I don't know. Like, what house? Uh, I still want to know. What's the what, difference? What house it is? If, if she didn't want him there, what? you're not entitled to enter your home if you're belligerent. And no, threatening I'm, people. People have a right to lock the door and say, get the hell out of here. I, yeah. Just because your I'm, name is on the deed doesn't mean you can enter the house if people are scared of I you. I think there's, yeah, I'm saying I don't know here. There's a lot more info we don't have. Um, because no, I know, but I'm not willing to give him a pass at this point. I'm not giving him a pass. I'm saying if I showed up to my house drunk after, if, if something happened, I don't know. Again, we don't know what happened here. But if I showed up to my house drunk, I'm trying to get into the house and my wife does not know it's me and just hears some random dude yelling and banging on the door, freaks out, calls the cops. And before she can realize what's going on, the cops get there and see me banging on my door and then they become involved. Yeah, there's a scenario where that suddenly gets now it's a cop issue because the police are there with him trying to figure out what's going on. And you get mad because you're. Cops are, you know, telling you you can't go into your house. I don't know what this situation was. I'm saying without more info, I'm very interested in how so many people online instantly are like, yep, he did all this. Of course he did. When we've seen so many other cases where there are celebrities who are accused of things and we're told, wait for all the evidence to come out. I've always said, let's let the evidence come out. Let's find out what's going on. This doesn't initially sound good, but then as like the first tweet today did not sound good. The more info we've gotten it seems like there's a lot more to this than we initially thought. Well, there could be. I'm sure there is a domestic issue. She didn't say in this statement, I didn't know it was him. She said, just wanted to get him out. Oh, so clearly, I, oh, she, I, she felt <laughs> see, that I he that, posed a threat. See, I read that a different way. I thought she's saying, we're just trying to get him out of jail. No, that's not what she said. She said she wanted to get him out of the house. Well, see, that's just, I didn't understand the statement. It's, she says, we're doing all right, just trying to get him out. I thought she meant get him out of jail. Well, it, Maybe like, she is saying that. I, I don't, don't know. read it that way. Yeah. I say we're, she she was trying to get him out of the house, and oh, okay. he wouldn't leave, so well, they then, called yeah, police. If that's what that means, sure, then that's terrible. Either way, you're right. This is a horrible situation, it sounds like, for all of them, regardless of the case. Whenever you hear stuff like this, you think of the kids and how that all goes. No, I read that as when she said, this is not in his character. We're doing all right. Just trying to get him out. I thought she meant out of jail. No, I, don't, I didn't read it that okay. way. Okay, I see. Well, maybe that's not what she meant. You're right. The other wrinkle with this is that, you know, the, the NFLPA, their job is to in, investigate this clearly, but they're advocates for their employees. That's yeah. their job. Richard Sherman is the vice president yes. of He's the in NFLPA. He's yeah. in a leadership position. He's always been very outspoken about this sort of stuff. So you wonder how that complicates things. Oh, yeah. Well, they've they've come out and put a statement out basically saying we're trying to gather all the info we right. can, but... Yeah, that's that's not a it's going to be hard, I would think, to keep a leadership position unless there's some weird explanation for this that we haven't seen yet. Right. Like it could be this is all some giant misunderstanding. But assuming that's not the case, I don't know how you keep your leadership position in the NFLPA. That would be very difficult to do, I would think, given this type of issue. I I would think that does matter. And I think that's important to to note if something like this happened. NBA finals tonight. Game four, Suns and Bucks. Suns are up in that series two games to one, of course. 
Kendrick Perkins told us yesterday that the Suns are fixing to be the next dynasty in the NBA. Maybe they get one win closer to their championship tonight? Or does your guy, Giannis, take care of business? I, my goal for this year is to get you to say his name with a Y instead of a G. No, I'm, say, <laughs> Giannis. I, I'm saying Giannis. <laughs> Just think when Giannis think- De Laurentiis is making me food <laughs> on the Food Network. Yeah, his I mean, cleave is hanging out. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I am hoping for this series to go seven games. I do think the Suns are the better team. I think they will get it back tonight and take a 3-1 commanding lead, and they'll probably close this out in five or six. But yeah, I'd like to see it be a, a good matchup, and hopefully it will be. Uh, but yeah, Giannis is the key, man. If he can get it done. Giannis. Or you, as you call him, Giannis, yes. Uh, sexy time could be headed to the Big Apple. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash on 670 westbound at Neal Avenue. Traffic is bumper to bumper from 71. Please use caution over here. And an accident blocking the left lane of I-70 westbound approaching I-71 east split. Traffic is stop and go for Miller. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect has amazing prices for everything on your back-to-school list. Right now, eight packs of Pep Rally number two pencils, Staples Pencil Cap Erasers, and Staples Comp Books are just 50 cents each. Offer ends on the 18th. Pencils available in-store only. Offers may vary online. Staples. On the NRA with fan traffic. These guys are a big deal. And by big deal, I mean cheap and fat. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Uh, hello. Tomorrow on the show, three full hours of nonsense. This is a time for you to gather with your loved ones and listen to the show. For example, our gal Jen, super, fa- super fan Jen. Yeah. Listens three hours a day, every single day. But her husband doesn't like sports. Mm, So he doesn't really listen to the show, but they're planning on listening to the show together. I like that. Because it's something for everybody tomorrow. Yeah, we're gonna we're not gonna we're gonna avoid sports completely. Yes. I'm gonna try to even like mute all the Twitter accounts that usually get in my way of knowing sports because I you know I have to know what's going on in the world but I'm gonna try to mute all those tomorrow so I don't see any sports because I don't even want to be tempted to wade into the world of sports briefly during the three hours tomorrow maybe you guys are thinking well what we have planned the answer is nothing nothing we have nothing planned we're gonna open up the microphones and see where the day takes us that's it but we can't talk sports nope I mean I don't even want to I don't even want to try to talk sports tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna do a show like that and see how it goes. No, like you were talking about Abbott and Costello, and you were talking about their classic routine: who's on first tomorrow? That's not allowed because that's about baseball. <laughs> who's on first? Not allowed. Now, if we accidentally are talking about something, like if we're talking about Adam Sandler for some reason, and then we talk about like Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore, no, then Teddy has to buzz our nuts. Talk about the Water Boy, like. I mean, that would be us talking about Adam Sandler and just mentioning something he did in his career. Oh. We're not trying to, you know. That's was, my Adam Sandler. What was oh. the one that he did where he was like child from hell? What was that one? Little, Little Nicky. That's right. Yes. Underrated Adam Sandler movie, Little Nicky. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite, but it was all right. When it, was the last time you saw it, though? Oh, probably when it came out. Go and back and watch it again. Time. Really? Yeah. Go back and give it a it second would, look. I would think it would go the other way. No. Really? No, it's... The absurdity plays okay. in 2021. That's good. 
I might, I, you know what? I'll take you up on that. I'll go back and watch it. But you know, some like for me, Happy Gilmore doesn't play in 2021 because I rewatched that recently, and I hated that because he was so unlikable in that movie. I wasn't rooting for him. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. He was. Yeah, 20 I mean, years ago, I didn't think that way. I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't. I've seen that movie a lot more than I've seen Little Nicky. Obviously, I. I mean. I like the fact that he was, you know, rough around the edges and wasn't a big, you know, didn't fit in with the golf culture and all that. But I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something else there. Cause go, I like go watch that again. All right. That's your homework. Watch Little Nicky and watch Happy Gilmore and mm. report back. Here's That's some right. news for you. Sergey Fedorov, our guy, has been named head coach of CSKA Moscow in the KHL. Mm. So head coach for Sergey Fedorov, the, uh, the joke that we've always had on this show is that Sergey Fedorov is combing middle schools for chicks in his white van. Oh. And he has a uh, van dealership as well. <laughs> Did you know that? Creepy van dealership. Mm-hmm. Hello, this is Sergey Fedorov. I want you to come to my van dealership. You want white van? Yet problem. That's Russian for no problem. You want blue van? Yet problem. You want van that look like ice cream truck? Yet problem! I put you in good ride. You put on sunglasses, cruise around the new Sergey van. The 16-year-old Zarkisha, that is girls in my country, will be throwing themselves at you. They say, take me to America. My father is drunk. I have no blanket to sleep. I am tired of being beaten and sleep on cold concrete floor. My brother has cleft palate, and I need to pay for operation. Anyway, no credit for you, no down payment, not old enough to drive, yet problem! The first five people to mention the commercial get one of my teeth for free. Remember, when you think van, think Think Sergey. Sergey Fedorov is in no way advocating the kidnapping of middle school-aged girls. What you do in your van is your business. Sergey Fedorov is not responsible for any legal fees or criminal charges you acquire when using your van. Buzz driving is drunk driving. Sergey Fedorov. Creepy. Yeah. Anna Kornikova was uh, was 16, right? 16 or 15 when they got uh, together. I didn't know it was 15. Yeah, I think it may have been 15. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Teddy can look that's, that up. That's not for the segment. That's just a real Anna Kornikova, by the way, has aged just fine. Well, yeah. If you haven't seen her recently, well, you say yeah, like oh yeah, everybody who's hot when they're no, 19. I didn't say that. I didn't. I said yeah. That is all I said was actually the word yeah. <laughs> She's doing well. Good for her. She's doing okay for herself. Yeah, we have not aged well. Not aged no. like a fine wine. No, but we weren't any good. When we were no, younger. That's either. true. We were the. <laughs> you were bald when you were 15 years old. Did you ever see that lady who was stepping on grapes back in the day on a? It was a newscast. It was like a blooper where no. they had like the grape you know, stomping at the local fair. And they're like, you can come out and do this. You can mash grapes with us. And they show these two women. They're on a pedestal. The one person, I believe, is either the organizer of the event or something. And they've got her mic'd up, and she's talking about what's happening. And this poor lady, she slips in the grapes and falls down, but not to the ground because they're on like a three-foot pedestal. So she falls all the way down, like lands on her head and neck, and they've got her mic'd up, and all you hear is like, oh! And like the newscasters, everybody audibly gasped. That's that's the grapes we were bait out of, my friend. That's the wine we started. I was going to say, as. what does this have to do with Anna Kornikova? 
We're talking about grapes and wine. Okay. I'm saying we were the uh, the throwaway grapes. You confused Almost me. killed someone. Well, you got to you got to actually listen. Teddy, what's the verdict? How old was Anna Kornikova? Well, when they first met, she was 15, but Good. I don't know when they started having relations. And he was not, uh, to right. be clear, not 15. We just want no, to point he out. was not they just, 15. They just met when she was 15. Right. God. This is like Elvis and Priscilla. Ugh. Yeah. Because didn't Elvis get with Priscilla Presley when she was like 14 years old, 15 years old? Was Wait, I don't remember who was, I don't remember, who, what's his daughter's name? What's I don't remember what her name is. Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie Presley. Okay, yeah. yeah. I Priscilla was the wife. I don't... Yeah. But she was also a teenager. And then I think they got married when she was 17 or 18. And they say, well, nothing happens sexually until then. I find that very yeah. hard to believe. Like my, so see, my grandparents, my grandmother got married when she was 16. My grandfather was 17. That's yeah, like, it's, that's a, that's, that's a different. They were from tie. like it's Appalachia. They were from West Virginia. Right. It's just they, they, their relatives said, "What took you so long?" Right. When they yeah. Got I mean, that was, and then they moved up here to Columbus, and he got a job, and they started working and living life and all that. I mean, that, that's a little different to me than being a you know big time hockey player and saying, "Hey, how are you, mm-hmm. tennis star?" Uh, sexy time could be headed to the Big Apple. You know what? I don't have time for that. I'll do it next. All right. Because if I start talking about that, then Leanne is going to start yelling at me. Like she uh, did yesterday. Yes, yes, she will. It's like, well, there's three, there's three minutes over. <laughs> well, that's you know, fair. one day Leanna should do traffic for the midday show and see how that works out for her. <laughs> well, it's 72 minutes over. What are you going to do? Sexy time. We'll do that next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. One of us has to be a professional. Now watch out for an accident on 670 westbound at Neal Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from Leonard Avenue in this area. Plan on some heavy slowdowns as they work to get the roadway clear. About a 25 to 30 minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Dell Technologies. Enjoy a business upgrade during Dell Technologies Black Friday in July then. Get savings up to 50% off and take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Let's get special pricing on Dell servers and more along with easy financing with Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The most listened to show in Greenland. This is Man and Bone. We will go on campus. All the news and notes you need coming up at 448. A Wednesday edition of Around the Diamond with Jason Stark is at 534 today. Jason's still in Colorado where he was at the All-Star Game last night. We'll chat about that. We You you took a deep dive into Elvis oh. and Priscilla Presley during, oh, the, during the break. It's worse than I... That I knew because, yeah, they met when she was uh, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was in his military career. Well, I, just, I, I want to point out he was he was drafted into the army mm-hmm. as many celebrities and athletes had to do. He was 24 at, at the time well, that this meeting occurred. Right. Maybe you're saying, well, this was before he was famous. And no, he was Elvis at right. this point. Right. He was Elvis. And as Elvis. He's macking on a 14-year-old girl. Um, yes. So then her parents were upset by the fact that she had been out so late with Elvis. They, though, allowed them to continue to see each other occasionally while they were both in West Germany until he left in March of 1960. She was then 15. Um, then she saw in the news that he and Nancy Sinatra were having a little fling. As you and do. He, and she thought, okay, well, that that's over for me and him. And that was that. Well, then she got back to the U.S. and she was invited to come 
hang out with him in Las Vegas and LA and Memphis. And eventually he said, Hey, I want you to move in with me. I want you to live, you know, near me. So you don't have to keep traveling. And his, her parents said, it's okay. She can go to Memphis on a few conditions. And so he agreed. And so she stayed with his father and stepmother in Memphis, a few houses down from where he lived. However, at Graceland, however, the other condition they had was that she had to go to an all girls Catholic school to complete high school, which mm-hmm. yeah, like this is three years after they met. So they different met time, different time, had all that happen. And then they were like, all right, I guess you guys can really be together. She's got to finish high school though. Elvis. Yikes. So he was in his twenties, 27 by that point, late, late twenties. She was still a teenager. Hmm. How old was Sergei Fedorov when he was, when he got with, Anna Kornikova, when she was 15, he, oh, was, he was probably what, 21, 22? He was a, I mean, yeah, he was a rising star in hockey. Wasn't like he was an unheard of guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. This, this is, the all, is all This is the all and weird. Ish, the Bill Pedo issue <laughs> of the show today. All creepy and weird to me. Uh, sexy time could be headed to the Big Apple. I am, of course, talking about Colin Sexton. I say, of course, because I don't know if anybody calls him that, but I'm going to call him that. Yeah. Colin Sexton is apparently on the market. He's due for a big raise next year. I think he can sign a four-year, $150 million deal. By the way, pretty good work for a 22-year-old if you can get it. He is 22 years old. He is the leading scorer on the Cavs, averaging in the mid-20s for points per game. A lot of teams are lining up to get him. A lot of teams are interested in this guy. And I was talking to you before the show about this because, admittedly, I know nothing about the current state of the NBA. But it seems like, unless LeBron is playing for your team, the Cavs have just perpetually been on this carousel of rebuild. And you now have yourself a guy who's only 22 years old, who the rest of the league, at least, looks at this guy and says, we can build around this guy. We'll sign him to a big-time deal. We think he's going to be a future star in this game if he's not already a star. But the Cavs are perfectly willing, at least according to reports, to move on from him. I'm sure get a bunch of picks in return and start this all over again. And my question to you is, what's the end game here? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure because here, here's what I can tell you is kind of the rub with his game. Because Colin Sexton is... You know, not even 23 years old, like you said, who's averaging more than 24 points a game. Let me just run through a couple of guys who have done that previously while also shooting over 55% as a true shooting percentage, as he does too. Okay. Uh, Devin Booker, pretty good for the Suns. Uh, Kevin Durant, pretty good. This guy named Michael Jordan, all right. Luka Doncic, the future of the NBA to many people. Trey Young, additional future of the NBA to many people. Zion Williamson, and pretty much everybody else on the list is a Hall of Famer or an All-Star. So everyone's looking at that and going, yeah, this guy can score like crazy, and he's finally developed his three-point game to something where it has to be respected because previously he was known as he's a slasher, he can get to the rim, but just you know go under the screens and let him try to shoot and he won't be able to hurt you. Now he can. The issue for the Cavs is they drafted him as a point guard. They have clearly given up on that experiment. He's not a point guard, he's a two-guard. So you need him to be able to play some wing defense at some point as well. He's 6'1", kind of undersized, and is not really good defensively. So how does that factor in? Yes, if he can score you 25, 28, 30 a game, you know, as some predict he could get to, 
that's great. And he has been able to, you know, move the ball around too. He upped his assist percentage this year. He He's averaging closer to seven assists. That's good. But is he going to be a guy you can build around and say, yeah, if we go out, can we attract three or four other good veterans to surround him with and some depth for the bench? And then can he take over, lead the team, be a rock defensively, or does he need to go somewhere where they've got an established culture, they've got an established team, and then he can come in and be a high-priced scoring option for them? That's that's where the Cavs are right now. I think they're trying to figure out, can we truly build around this guy, or does he need to go somewhere where they've already got a good young team? Like, the Knicks want him. The Knicks were a playoff team this year. They've got a good young nucleus. Throw him into that mix, he doesn't have to play necessarily the best defense in the world because there's already a good core around him there. And obviously he probably doesn't have to score as much either, but that's going to allow everyone to put up a little bit better numbers because defenses are going to just not know what to do. I can understand the logic there. It just, it sucks because the way you have to build in the NBA now is you need to have two or three guys that have his potential, hope all of them want to stay. And then you sign your three or four veterans and you round out your team and go make a run at the championship. But if you don't have that already, like the Knicks kind of are starting to have that, they can go out and add a piece like him. But the Cavs, to build it, they're, I don't think they're close enough yet. So do they want to give him $150 million or more, whatever they're going to have to give him, and then still try to figure out the rest of their roster? Or is he just going to be languishing there and be a guy who scores 25 a night on a team that wins 20 games? I don't know. Yeah, I just it has to be so frustrating because they go out and... I know this is coming to the end of this. You don't have to deal with this anymore, but you go out and give Kevin Love $150 million. Yeah. For reasons right. that nobody I, really understands. But. I don't understand. Right. It It is hard to square those two up because that just, to me, that almost felt like the Cavs said, we've got to spend the money somewhere, so let's just show our fans we have some interest in doing something. Then a couple years later, you have a guy who looks like a generational scorer, and you say, oh, no, he that time's not right to sign Right, him. right. That doesn't really square. I agree with you on that. But, yeah, it's everyone kind of looks at him, too, from a the way his game is. His coaches have talked about this. They've They've all underplayed this or downplayed this, but... He is a guy whose playing style is going to frustrate you because he has a good shooting percentage. He's gotten it to be better, but a lot of those points came on nights where the Cavs are trying to find some offense. They're down 10, and he's just taking the ball and saying, somebody's got to score these points. Right, right. So is that real? Like, can you make him your Kyrie Irving? Well, bad example because Kyrie is flighty half the time, but you know what I mean. Is he a guy you can build around and say, he will go out in the big moments and make yeah, the right play. I understand play. what you're saying. And I don't know that he's Luka Doncic or Trey Young. I think he's a guy who's really talented on a bad team, and I think he could flourish in a system where there's two or three other guys who can also play, and he can settle in at 17, 18 a night. That's, yeah, that's totally fine. But I don't know if he's that guy to just be the the total package you build around, especially defensively. All right, here's a couple tidbits for you. Major League Baseball amateur draft this week. The Los Angeles Angels... 20 rounds in the draft, Bone. 20. 20 rounds. Okay. They've cut it down significantly. It used to be much more than that. 20 rounds. The Angels made 20 picks in 20 rounds. They drafted all pitchers. Mm -hmm. A pitcher in every round, and 19 of them were college pitchers. 19 (sighs) college pitchers out of 20 picks. Yeah. That's, I knew they drafted all pitchers. I did not know they were almost exclusively college pitchers. 19, so, baby. So they are basically saying, we know, we've, we know we can hit. In the next couple of years, we want pitching. 
and we want it to come to the league quickly. Right, I assume if you're drafting if mostly you're drafting college, college pitchers, pitchers, then yes, you're hoping that a handful of those guys can be on your roster in a couple years in significant ways. So, well, but you know what though, you can't tell me with a straight face though that we just took the best player available because there's no way. Well, no, they there's no they way in 20 rounds of the draft. No, they didn't. They passed. I'm guaranteeing you, they passed on some decent players that have better resumes than the pitchers they drafted. They said organizationally, we're going after pitching, and that's it. That's the problem we want to fix. And as we sit here at the All-Star break, I would like to remind you, and I've done this every couple weeks, the San Francisco Giants still have the best record in baseball. And I have no idea how. It's unbelievable. Their pitching staff is made up of Reds cast-offs. Their lineup consists of dudes from the last three years. Maybe you're looking at this team saying, well, who'd they get in the offseason? The answer is nobody. <laughs> still like Brandon Crawford's there. And right. You know, it's all the same. Evan Longoria is there and Brandon Belt. Yeah. None of those are they're bad. All there. They're not bad players. No, but they're it's not the same. great players. It's the same lineup for the most part. I mean, you have Buster Posey, who looks like Buster Posey now, mm-hmm. right? When healthy, yeah. he's there hitting 320. And, you know, he's a, he's a good anchor. He's a good veteran presence in that lineup. But look at that division they're in. I know that does, right? that's the part that doesn't. You've got make the Padres and you've got the Dodgers and the Giants, and it's a tight race because those other teams are very good. But the Dodgers are in first place; they have the best record in baseball. I have no idea how. No, it would be like looking at the Big Ten and saying in in football, Ohio State and Penn State are really good, but currently they are having problems getting past Rutgers. Like it's just. Where did this come from? Like, I'm not trying to. The Giants obviously have a better pedigree than Rutgers, but from the standpoint of no one expected them to be this good this year, that's crazy. We will talk Major League Baseball first half surprises, both sides, good and bad, with Jason Stark coming up at 5:34. Big news for Nebraska today. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the right lane of 270 eastbound approaching 71. Traffic is stop and go from State Road 315 in this area. Plan on some heavy backups and please use caution as they get the roadway clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Whether it's offering curbside or next day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities. When it comes to serving you, Napa's motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. Pride of ownership is the ultimate goal of all homeowners. I want to help you attain that goal with new windows from Universal Windows Direct. Universal Windows Direct windows will improve the overall look and feel of your home. They're going to save you money on energy bills and best yet, you can put off paying for the windows for two whole years. Call now to schedule your personal estimate and take advantage of their buy one window, get one window free deal, plus zero payment, zero interest for two whole years. Call them now, 614-503-0455 or click click UniversalWindowsDirect.com. Yes, tell them Trev Alberts sent you. So, big day for Nebraska. They are naming Trev Alberts, their new athletic director. On paper, the combination of Scott Frost and Trev Alberts is a wet dream for Husker fans. I will say this about Trev Alberts. Uh, He was an AD for like a decade 
at Nebraska Omaha, University of Nebraska Omaha. So it's not like they just pluck some alumni who has name recognition, put him in this job that he's not qualified for. He may not be qualified for it, but at least he has experience doing that job. Yeah, I guess. Um, Obviously, I am no fan of Trev Alberts. He was uh, Mark May before Mark May was Mark May on ESPN. So, yeah, whatever. Not my guy. But uh, if if this feels like Nebraska's way of saying, if we do have to part ways with Scott Frost, hey, we still have Nebraska guys. So that's our new new hope. No, no, I know that. But if you go five years ago and you say to Nebraska guy, who still fancies himself a sleeping giant. This program is a sleeping giant. But if they achieve what they're supposed to achieve, they're contending for national championships. You and I may look at that and say, that's a nice fiction. Your days of that are gone. But Nebraska guy believes that. You say five years ago, Scott Frost is going to be your head coach and Trev Alberts is going to be your AD. They cut off their own nuts and give it to you. That's how excited they would be for something like this. I know they would. And and I'm not saying that Trev Alberts will do a bad job there. He may be great. He may get this better and, and do a better job than anyone there has ever done as an AD. But isn't it weird? And I know this, this happens with Ohio State to some degree. It can happen in any program. There's always a look for, well, what connections does this person have to the university? But currently, you have two coaches at the football and men's basketball program who, as far as I remember, don't really have any ties to Ohio State outside of getting hired to coach here, right? Ryan Day was an assistant under Urban. Yeah. I think that tends to work out better. It's weird that there is something that goes on in a lot of places. Michigan has proven this. Nebraska clearly has it. There's many others, too, where they go, I think we should hire the best person for the job. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But what if when they sing the school fight song, that guy doesn't know the words? Like, that that's what we judge this like trev alberts may be the best guy for this job but it definitely works in his favor that he's a nebraska guy right it definitely yes, works in his absolutely. favor that he gets all the stuff and he, he was saying stuff like that throwing red meat out there today he said rarely do you hear nebraskans make excuses that was a big quote he had except but, every year when they talk about their schedule being too hard or except last year as i saw many people pointing out that uh Did you remember that Scott Frost complained about Iowa and Kirk Ferentz clapping on the sidelines? Yes, I remember that. Yeah, and it's like, that that was an excuse. Rarely do they make excuses. Let's try and get out of the Oklahoma game again this year. (laughs) All right. By the way, I'm not a Kirk Ferentz fan, but I went back and looked at his quotes after that game. They asked him, like, what happened when the, you know, because Scott Frost complained at halftime about that. And they said, what happened when the officials came over and asked you? And Kirk Ferentz said, the officials said something to me about that at halftime. And I'm like, okay, we told our sideline. He said, the next thing I know, you, all of a sudden I see Cody Ince and I go, let's go, guys. I caught myself doing it. Good job. Let's go. Saying that like he was just clapping all the time. And it's like, yes, that's what I would do too. If some idiot coach on the other sideline said, oh, they're clapping too much and it's throwing my quarterback off. I would be clapping all day. So good for them. That's Nebraska's got issues and it's not because... You know, Nebraska people don't make excuses. It's because you have not been able to retain any talent that you have brought to that campus. A lot of those guys left because they didn't like, for whatever reason, maybe it's Scott Frost, maybe it's something else. So we'll see if Trev Alberts can uh, help them figure out what's going wrong. What do you think about that, Trev Alberts? But, you know, I'm just a dumb farmer from Iowa. That's for you, Teddy. Mm. Just there for you. Go. you. Still there. That's old school. Mm-hmm. Old school. You're right. He was the original Mark May. Always giving but, it to know, Buckeye fans. A dumb farmer from Iowa. And- <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like, hey, it worked, man. It's a it's a well trodden example. You rip on Ohio State fans. Ohio State fans lose their mind. Your name goes up. You get a higher profile. There's a lot of people who don't like you when you rip Ohio State. Now, I am not. I think most people who get the label as Buckeye haters are not. Like well, Brent Musburger is yes, not just a bring him Buckeye up, but... hater. He didn't know what color tie he put on that day. I mean, he loved coming to Columbus and palling around and playing the golf courses here and stuff like that. He doesn't. He doesn't care. The only thing Brent, yeah, the only thing Brent Musburger probably hated about the state of Ohio was that he could not place a bet in the state of Ohio. Right, but That's I was it. I was saying there there are and there there are few, but there are guys who actively go out and troll. And I was just thinking if we were going to have a Mount Rushmore of Buckeye trolls. Who would be on it? So Mark May would be on it. Yes. Trev Alberts would be on it. Uh, Clay Travis, Clay Travis is who would I be on it. So there's next. one open spot. Who do we give it to? Teddy? I mean, I, jump well, in here I was going to say, like, Desmond Howard isn't really a troll of Ohio State. He's like an opposite troll. Yeah. You know, like, he just, he just always says, like, Michigan's going to be awesome. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, what do you do? You put them in your, you put them in your final four. They 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 won seven games. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's stupid. What? But I don't think he's a troll of Ohio State. I think he's just a Michigan homer, he's and that a, makes everybody Michigan, hate him. He's a Michigan homer. Yeah. Dan Orlovsky. I don't know if that's is he is he really? I don't know. I don't think you know. Honestly, I don't. I know we're probably missing somebody. I know. Well, there's like there's dummies on Twitter that just are like trolls, no, but that's no. different. That's I'm, not talk, I'm talking national, national, national voices on TV. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm struggling to think of who the fourth would be. Those now. three are easy. Yeah, maybe there's an announcer that we're forgetting. As much as I don't think announcers do that, there's probably one that we are. Sean McDonough. A little bit. No, he doesn't troll. You think he trolls Ohio State? You just don't like well, Sean no, McDonough as I don't. an announcer. Well, he had that thing, remember? And again, it was just one instance that I'm pointing to. It was like, I guess Gordon Gee doesn't like <laughs> Butler. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. That was during a Buckeye game he yeah, was doing that. Yeah, that's true. And I just don't like Sean McDonough. I know too, you don't. So. I know you don't. You're trying to bring it on him. All right, we tweet at us if you've got a. Like, oh, I'm, a people are going to give us a million names. Yeah, at Man and Bo nine seven one. Let us know who you think that we're forgetting that is a huge Buckeye troll that is in the that is actually in the national media or a. You know, there was what was the guy's name that was in Florida for a while? But he was, I guess, also more of an Urban Meyer troll than oh, anything. Oh, uh, the newspaper Matt, guy, Matt something or other. What the hell? The writer from Teddy. Teddy's just silent. No, no, no. <laughs> Are you watching another Abbott and Costello over there? Are you too busy? Well, no, I, I don't know. Wasn't there Is it Mike no, Bianchi? There was Mike yeah. Bianchi, but there was also wasn't there was a guy named it's not our Matt Hayes. There was a guy named Matt Hayes who also was like a Florida writer. Oh, I don't remember it's, him. Yeah, but Bianchi definitely was like He's I said, a big I think urban troll. Yeah. That was an urban troll thing more than an Ohio State thing. Yeah. I think right, to, you know what? Here, crazy. I'm gonna tell you who's a big troll, just because I hate his guts, Tim Brando. Tim, Br- Tim Brando is an Ohio State troll. There, I said it. Well, Brando was more of an urban troll, though, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, but he calls Buckeye. When you watch him, it's ba- it's Buckeye basketball. But when he calls Buckeye basketball games, I always find myself just going, good Lord, Brando, get over it. Like, Yeah, you may be right. Buckeyes could be up 20, and he'll be like, well, this game, I tell you, I think they can come back, You know, whoever they're playing. And it's like, they're up 20, dude. You're not selling this game to anybody. The Buckeyes are out. And then he'll get really upset about a foul call. Brando sucks. Uh, well, he does suck. I don't know if I put him block, on Mount Rushmore him. with the other Bingo! Bingo! Bongo! They blow off 
the rooftop at the value center here in Columbus. Exactly. That's just stupid. Uh, three words sports fans never want to hear. Max. Huh? <laughs> stupid. Match fixing allegations. Or Mike reads something. Those are three <laughs> words no one wants to hear. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident blocks the two right lanes of 270 eastbound approaching I-71. Traffic is bumper to bumper in this area and still continues to build. Please be cautious. Plan on some heavy slowdowns, about a 15 to 20 minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up at 448, a Wednesday edition of Around the Diamond with Jason Stark at 534. He did send me a text earlier and said he's going to have to do Wednesday next week, too. So maybe we'll just have the damn segment on Wednesday. How about that? <laughs> I guess we it's all Wednesday all the time. Yeah, whatever he wants Mr. to do. Mr. Arby's. That's right. <laughs> well, you know what? He's been on the show a long time. He's a he's a friend of the program. That's right, so and that's why we needle him. That's if, why we tease him. And if we're if if he needs us to be flexible, we're happy to do that for him. Well, we'll, for, we'll do it. I'm not happy to do it. Not for Rimmer. Rimmer, oh, it's, Rimmer, keep your day. Why haven't you called me? Well, he's got hot takes, man. Yeah, there's a big off season right here for the Jackets. A lot of a lot of moving parts right now. But that, here's the thing, though, is that Rimmer will get all butt hurt that I don't call him. Yes, and then I call him. And I say, hey, Rimmer, who are the Jackets going to draft? What are you hearing? This is what he tells me. Hell if I know. <laughs> I don't know any of these guys. No, he wants us to call him just for the friendship. He wants us to call just to check in and see how he's doing. And you're, Well, that's you're, fine, but why do we have to put him on the radio? Why can't we just know. call him and say, hey, how you doing? No, like you're a normal right. person. That's right, because no, it's no problem to call him. It's that he then is he wants us to have him on the air to then not tell us anything. Right. <laughs> exactly so. right. We'll have him on after they do stuff, and he can tell us about the guys. That'll be good. Uh, three words fans never want to hear. Match-fixing allegations. At least two Wimbledon matches are under investigation for allegedly being fixed, according to a German newspaper, Die White. Die White? I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. I'm sure. The investigation was launched after several very specific and suspicious bets took place surrounding matches during the tournament earlier in July. According to the report, suspicions were raised over a first-round men's doubles match. There were large bets placed against a favored duo at what they're saying is irregular times. The Mm -hmm. pair ended up winning the first set, and that increased the odds they would be defeated. However, the team ended up losing the next three sets. The second match allegedly is focused on the opponents of a German player in a singles match. After the second set, there were extremely high bets that were placed on the exact score of the third bets and prop bets surrounding the number of service games. My mind is lost. Those bets ended up coming to fruition. Yeah. So so basically, they're saying that the pattern of betting looked suspicious. And in the doubles match, it appeared that it wasn't. Or at least the bets may have been suspicious, but then something may have happened that caused that not to pay out. But in this other match, where they're... 
as as you said, the number of sets is that what they were looking at? So they're they're betting on exactly how long the game's going to go, how it's going to play out precisely, and apparently hit on all that. That would take not just I would think not just one player. That would take probably both players to be involved in something like that. Mike, here's what I know: mm. this is all happening because those tennis players from various parts of the world found out that Ohio might start sports gambling, and they said, well, time to start throwing games, matches, whatever. We're going to do it. So that's why we probably don't need to have sports betting in Ohio is because this is the corruption it can lead to. Also, name, image, and likeness will also Name, image, and likeness also probably, yep, exactly right. You would probably just better do none of it because there's some corruption somewhere in the world, so let's not ever think of doing it here. Tennis is having a moment here, not a good one either, because I saw in June a Russian tennis player was arrested for allegedly fixing a match at the French Open last year. Yeah, that's bad if that's going I, for, I forgot about that. People, though, don't seem to realize that... How did they catch all these people again and figure out that something might be going on? Oh, that's right. Oh, they have safeguards in place and they're looking at it? They Yes, they looked at gamblers and found the gambling to be irregular because it's all highly and heavily monitored, and then that allowed them to catch the people who were doing this. So... Yeah, I'm not saying that sports gambling will prevent everything from happening, but you better believe that all these people who are stakeholders who stand to make a lot of money off of gambling being on the up and up, they do not want to see matches being fixed. That is, as much as that hurts other gamblers, you know who else it hurts is the casinos. It hurts the people holding the money. So they're going to be protective of that, and a lot of them have put safeguards in place. I'm just saying, look at where this occurred. It occurred in... Smaller matches, yes, at Wimbledon and at big tennis tournaments. Yeah, but, but it's, it's the smaller outlier matches. People aren't looking at that, and yet they still got they still suspicions got raised. I don't yeah. know if they got caught in these Wimbledon cases yet. Maybe that this was just not what we thought it was. But still, this was all brought to the forefront because of the gambling protections in place. So it seems like the system works. Team USA getting ready for the Olympics in Tokyo. Basketball, I'm talking about, has rebounded from back-to-back exhibition losses with a win against Argentina last night. So look, man, they lost their first two exhibitions. First one in Nigeria, a team that they beat by 80-plus points several years ago, then 40-plus points. A few years after that, then they wound up losing to Nigeria, albeit in an exhibition. Then they lost to Australia. Good team, expected to contend for a gold medal. Still, coming off a bad Nigeria loss, you'd think they'd show up and win that game. They didn't. Starting to face some questions about how good they are. And it always surprises me. Whenever Team USA doesn't live up to expectations, I'm surprised when other people are surprised when they're compared to other dream teams or Team USA teams. Yes, they expect you to go there and blow teams out. Yeah. Maybe it's unreasonable, but that's the expectation. Yeah, and I know that's that's somewhat of a, a lazy sports take, right? Because basketball has certainly become more of a global game, in part because of the 92 Dream Team. Don't you think the 92 Dream Team had something for getting more people around the world to play basketball? I would guess it did. The NBA has obviously made a big push to become more of a global brand and so it's only natural that you're going to see better talent emerging from other parts of the world not just the u.s but yeah the united states still going to be viewed i don't do people do this like in brazil when brazil got embarrassed in the world cup a few years ago 
Do they just go, ah, well, you know, times are changing. What are you going to do? Yeah. Or they say, world's getting better. We're Brazil. We're one of the soccer powers. This is our thing. It's embarrassing to see us play that You're poorly exactly in a tournament. Right. There's nothing wrong with the Don't U.S. Don't apologize saying, for expectations. Right. And and by the way, for what it's worth, Kevin Durant found his shot and started playing better. And suddenly the U.S. looks a lot better. So I'm not saying it's all on him. Him and Bradley Beal are two of the better scorers, though. And they both came to play yesterday and it looked like it. Uh, one little thing. I just I want to point out how stupid I am. So I'm reading this headline. The headline is Perez calls Ronaldo an imbecile in leaked tape. Yes. All right. Who's Perez? Do you know who this is? Um, it's the for I forget his first name. He's the Real Madrid uh, Florentino yes, Perez. Florentino Perez he is, is the Real chairman. Madrid president. Apparently, yes. this is in a, a tape that they unearthed from 2012. Is when this tape mm-hmm. was recorded. Yeah. Here's how I read this the first time. Perez calls Ronaldo an imbecile in leaked tape. And I'm like, what is imbecile? I'm sitting there like, what does that word mean? It means So I'm an imbecile. It means people who read the word imbecile. That's right. Imbecile. Imbecile. That's a new word, and I am it. Yeah. That's all right. Dumb. Hey, it happens. I've done that. We've all read words that so Don't ever- give me a pass. Don't what give me a mean? pass for being stupid. I am an imbecile. <laughs> not giving you a pass i'm saying you're stupid welcome to the world there's a lot of us thanks for coming what does he mean he's a pro bowler what does that mean (laughs) yeah i thought that what does she mean she has a stripper story well i'll just make an assumption stripper story that was you were there for that oh that's an off the air story oh is that when you thought someone was a prostitute i thought they were a stripper oh i thought you thought they were a prostitute they were not a stripper yeah and I thought they were. You insulted someone. I, you, yeah, probably. And I, I didn't help you. No, I probably. Didn't. I just let. It you was drown. accidental, though. It was accidental, but you, you were an imbecile. I, I was a big imbecile at the time. Absolutely right. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus. Coming up next, Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident closing down the two right lanes of 270 eastbound approaching I-71. Traffic is stop and go in this area and still building. Plan on some heavy backups over here and more slowdowns expected on 670 westbound between Grandview Avenue and I-70. This traffic report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Nobody should nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The show that will tickle you stupid. This is Man and Bone. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big day, man. Huge day. Three big hours tomorrow. No sports allowed. You may think we're kidding. No. No sports allowed. This is not going to be a technicality thing like some hosts have done here previously when they would do a tease like, coming up, LeBron quits his sport. And you're like, what? It's like some baseball player also named LeBron. We're not doing like a technicality where it's like we'll we'll talk no sports except for these seven sports stories. Like no, no, we're, no. there's no sports for three hours. It's not allowed. This is an opportunity for you to gather with the whole family. Maybe there's someone in your household that doesn't really like sports, and that prevents them from listening to the show. Yeah, now you can get together, bring them in, say, "Come on down, gather listen around to these the idiots. fire." Listen to how stupid these two are. Fire See? pit, pit. Well, whatever you have. Whatever you have. Wherever you're putting the fire in your house or outside of your house. Well, you're probably not building the fire in the house because it's toasty. 
I would hope not. But outside, yeah, it's even toastier. So build a fire. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> I'm an imbecile. Yeah, I had to explain to our children. We had the power go out uh, a couple days ago, or that was last week, I guess, when the storms came through and we got power knocked out for a little bit. And after like five minutes, kids are going crazy. There's no tablet. There's no TV. No lights. There's nothing. And my middle child, who's you know seven, she's trying it. She's thinking out loud, right? And she said, "Dad." Can we turn the fireplace on? Because we have a little gas fireplace that, you know, you can flip a switch and it comes on. And I said, well, no. She goes, man, I wish we had a real fireplace because then we could build a fire in here. And I'm like, I don't know if you're aware. And what would that do? 85 degrees out, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean. We we could all jump in it. We would get light. We would be able to see a little bit better, but then we would roast to death in here. So, uh, yeah, that was not well thought. On campus. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. On campus, the latest college sports news and notes. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Don't go through another air conditioner breakdown. For fast, friendly service, call the experts at Logan Services now for a free estimate and next day air installation. Bone. Stay tuned for more updates on things my seven-year-old says that you should expect from a seven-year-old because she's seven. Uh, Notre Dame announces if you plan to cover the Fighting Irish in any sport this year, During practice, press conferences, or games at Notre Dame, you must be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. So they are requiring all their players and all their students really on campus at Notre Dame to be vaccinated. Yeah. So that means if I would assume that applies to national television people, that applies to local journalists and everybody in between. If you're coming there as a media member and you want to have access to anything now, I don't know how they're planning on enforcing this. I'm guessing you bring your vaccination card and you show it or you send them proof that you have it somehow, some way. And then they say, all right, cool, you're approved. But uh, I would assume they're allowed to do that, right? They're a private institution. Yes, they, they are allowed they to want. do it. Uh, they're not the only ones, though. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, while not going that far, did make a strong push for college football player vaccination. He kicked off the Big 12 Media Days. As a with a reminder that college football is still going to be dealing with COVID nineteen this fall because there are variants and there are still issues. Said he was proud the Big Twelve completed ninety percent of its schedule last year, uh, but he did say and and multiple times reiterated though they can't mandate their players be vaccinated. He said, "quote We are certainly as we go forward encouraging student athletes to get vaccinated. Frankly, anyone not getting vaccinated is taking unnecessary risk, and that's not just student athletes. That's anyone in our society." So Bob Bowlesby with a strong statement Look, there. Um, we, we can have the discussion about what you owe to society and you're being a good neighbor, all of that stuff. Let's put all that aside. I want all these football players to be vaccinated because I don't want to have to have my favorite player out. Right. Right. And, and that impacts the outcome of a football game. I want my team healthy. And if they're going to miss a game, it's because they sprained their ankle. Not because they're in protocol. Not because of something that could have been avoided. I agree. Um, There's, of course, news coming, and this has been in the news the last 24 hours or so. Terrell Pryor, along with other former players like Devere Posey, Solomon Thomas, Mike Adams, and Boom Heron, all have posted a statement to Twitter calling themselves the Tattoo Five, Mm -hmm. saying that they would like to see the school records and legacy be restored during the time that was vacated after their incident with the NCAA. Uh, they, you can read the whole statement signed by all those players, but I think it's interesting, Mike. I obviously, you know, the rules are broken at the time, understand all that, but the reality is 
the rules they broke are the rules that we all hate. And no, I, don't I, I, I understand that completely. There's, I feel, I feel two ways about this. It's dumb. The NCAA handled it stupidly at the time, right? Where it's like, oh, you can play in this bowl game, but then you're suspended next year. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, right. Right. I, I don't know what any of this means. Yeah, it was it was such a weird thing that I mean, Terrell Pryor didn't get punished for it at the school level, even though yes, he had to leave. Yeah, he never played again back. after the bowl but he, game. But yeah, right. Yes, no, it, it was stupid. I think the rule is stupid. However, I think we're sort of glossing over the fact that even with name, image, and likeness, if they did the same exact thing today, it would still be against the rules. No, it'd be against Ohio State's rule. There's no rule. There's no. There's no rule on this. Like they, they, Ohio State can say, but it, yes, "We don't want you to do this." They have then, said that. Yeah, I know they did. But I'm saying, like, there's no. But the only, <laughs> the only reason they traded anything in the first place was because they couldn't take money. So this no, is you're, another you're right. right. It's like it's it's at, a whole firestorm of stupid here. Yeah, it, it, I can't believe we're having this conversation. But you know, yeah, they they you got a speeding ticket. Then two years later, they changed the speed limit on that road. Right? Does that take away the speeding ticket? No, but if if then they were like, and your car didn't exist. <laughs> like, no, it's all stupid. Don't get part. me wrong. It's that's all what they're saying. It's stupid. like, hey, we and they did. You know what? These players. Say they deserved it or not, I don't think they deserved the hell they kind of went through over the years, right? Initially, yes, it's all stupid. You're right. I'll I'll just say my last thing on this is I feel like any time if I were to stay mad at people who broke NCAA rules, I feel like Mark Emmert is sitting there with his Emperor Palpatine cloak on from Star Wars, just going, "Yes, do it." And it's like I don't, I don't want to be on the dark side hey, here. Emperor I don't, Palpatine. I don't want to. I ain't doing that, babe. That's not. A Dennis Miller reference, and how dare you? It's Star Wars. I know. Just the way you said it. It's a reference. I said no, it's Emperor Palpatine cloak there, babe. (laughs) I don't catch me on Russia today. One of my favorite bad lines in a movie is when he's just sitting there looking at Hayden Christensen going, Yes, do it. Do it. Gross. Weird. What one was that from? That was the third. I think the third one. It's one where. uh, But it's not the third one. No, it's the that thing is like, well, it's technically episode three. Right. But it's the fourth one. It's the one where he kills the younglings. All the uh, young Jedis. He just walks in. They're like, oh, Anakin Skywalker's here. He's going to save us. And then he like fires up the lightsaber and then they just cut away. You know what's happening. Killing children. Horrible movie. Wow. George Lucas. <laughs> so a- dark. So dark. What is the matter with you? That's what happened. I didn't make the movie up. The I know, movie occurred. Why are you so upset about it? Because it was it was a tough moment. But we had to go through it to learn that Darth Vader was evil. That's right. Before, before then, we had no idea when he was just choking everyone in all the other movies. We had no idea how evil this man you was. You have to see the backstory. We had you have to, to see, see how evil he was. We had to find out that Obi-Wan Kenobi had the high ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get that reference. I know you do. I do, I you do get it. it. You love it so much. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi's high ground. Let me tell you, tomorrow, there might be a whole hour on That's fine. what's happening in Star Wars. Take the hour. I'll, I'll take ex- the nap. I'll explain the whole, segment, I'll, the whole thing to you. I'll explain the saga. All right. I'll break it down for Does you. Does Leanna like Star Wars? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. She's never seen it, probably. Well, if there's never a movie, had there, RBs, never seen to, Star Wars. We need to know if there's a movie theater on her block. I at least have seen Star Wars movies. I don't particularly like them, but I've seen them. Okay, that's not all, how of many, all. Okay, not all of them. I saw the first three. First three, which is I not the first three. Four, no, episode four, five, and six. Yeah, is I, the first I saw three. those. I, I saw the Jar Jar Binks one. 
Yeah, I saw deal. the I saw the one where Yoda has like the ninja lightsaber oh, fight. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. I that's saw that one. Second one. The yeah, so I've, one. I've seen. I think those are the only ones I've seen. Okay. Yeah. So you missed you missed episode three. Go back and watch that one. Okay. It's terrible acting by Hayden Christensen. All right. Okay. And well, more specifically, terrible script. I have a story about him, by the way. You do? Yeah. You have I have a, a Hayden Christensen you have an story. AC story. I do. I will share it with you. All right. Coming up next, and the rundown up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the center lane of 670 westbound after I-71. Traffic is stop and go from Leonard Avenue in this area. It is still building over here. Please be cautious. Plan on some heavy slowdowns as they get the roadway cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Get in touch with your stupid. If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Wednesday edition of Around the Diamond with Jason Stark is coming up at 534. He is still in Denver. He was at the All-Star Game last night. So we were talking about Hayden Christensen, the actor who was in some of the Star Wars movies. Right. Here's my story with him. Uh, He was filming a movie a few years back called First Kill with Bruce Willis. And they filmed this movie. I don't know if they filmed the entire movie there or parts of it in Granville. Yeah. Okay. And it seems like an odd place to film a movie. Let let them live. They have people go out search for locations all the time. They they were in Granville and they were filming this movie. And some friends of the family... They have a house in Granville, and they were approached by the production company to have Hayden Christensen and his wife, Mm -hmm. I don't know who she is, rent out this house for the duration of the filming. They were going to stay in the house. And they were a little leery about this. It's like, well, you know, we we don't want a party house or anything like that. You know, they're like, no, 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 no. This is him and his wife. They're going to be staying there. They just want someplace to go. And just, you know, unwind after a day of shooting. Yeah, of course. Well, that seems reasonable. So they allowed Hayden Christensen and his wife, Rachel Bilson, I guess is her name. She was on the OC. Okay. To stay in this house. Long story long, they completely trashed the house. Oh, no. They, They went into the house after everybody had cleared out, completely trashed, beer bottles, stuff thrown up against the walls. Completely trashed the house. Well, Hayden Christensen, party animal. I was going to say that. Or or I mean, maybe they were drunk idiot. Well, maybe there's secret option threes. They had uh, some some wild sexy time. You never well, know. Could be that. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know how Granville does inspire wild sex. <laughs> Every time I drive through, I just I just want to go at it. I think ah, uh, Denison, yes, and then I just that's it. First that's- kill, Bruce Willis, Hayden Christensen. Whoa. How Bruce, much how much money did this movie make at the um, box office? This according to Wikipedia. How much money? I mean, I it's Bruce, I, I don't ever remember even Teddy, hearing this, this movie. This movie looks I'm right up your tens alley. Tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, I don't know. I don't remember this movie. I have to go check it out. Wall Street broker Will Beeman, played by Hayden Christensen, has been struggling with being present for his wife, Laura, okay, and son, Danny. Shortly after hearing of Danny being bullied at school, Will decides to take his family to his hometown, Granville, Ohio. 
in order to bond with Danny. Upon entering Granville, Will is reacquainted with police chief Marvin Howell, who is Bruce Willis, a family friend who knew Will's father and at one point dated his aunt, Dottie. Howell advises Will on taking precaution after informing him of a recent bank robbery where a couple million dollars was stolen. Then chaos ensues, I guess. Well, who's doing the killing? That's what I need to know. I don't know. This this plot thing goes on for like seven paragraphs. All right, that's fine. Anyway, this movie, with a release date of July 21st, 2017, so maybe you're saying pandemic heard it. No, no, no. This is is pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. At the box office, they say it cleared $347,000. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. That's That's it. That's that's taking a bath, my friend. I assume Bruce Willis isn't working for free. Yeah. I don't know what Hayden Christensen's salary is. Man, I do not remember seeing anything for this. That's why. Yeah, that's apparently. Were they trying to keep this thing not? Like, was this made to be released in Denmark? Like, what's going on? I feel like they didn't make this for here. Because how do you have Bruce Willis and Hayden Christensen? Granted, Hayden Christensen not like the biggest star anymore. It doesn't look like it was released anywhere else, though. Just says United States premiered oh, July okay. 21st, 2017. That, that is bizarre. That's okay. I mean, maybe it just was so terrible. I don't know. I do know this. I said earlier that Hayden Christensen sucked as an actor in Star Wars, and that's not fair. The script was awful. Okay. Like the dialogue was terrible. I don't know how good of an actor he is because I've not watched him in anything else. Uh, rundown. Hit it. What? Oh, good oh, job, good me. Jo- <laughs> good job, me. <laughs> Let's do that again. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Uh, Baseball from last night. American League beats the National League in the All-Star game. Vlad Guerrero Jr. wins the MVP. You had the terrible uniforms from last night. Instead of everybody wearing their individual team's uniforms, you had pajamas that you were wearing. But if you enjoyed the All-Star game, it it was a fun game, right? I mean, you had Shohei doing the pitching. Yeah, got it's a couple a, look, of bats, man. didn't do anything, but you got the big stars like Vlad Jr. That's what Major League Baseball wants. They want yes. coming out party for their big young stars, and you got it for one of them last night. Well, that's it, right? It's a it's a crown jewel moment for the sport. They're putting the whole, you know, you you hear about these guys or you see them in highlight packages if you don't watch every single game every night, which is impossible to do. You watch, you know, the roundup shows they have on MLB Network or on ESPN. To just watch a full game where all the stars are at every position. Yeah, that is the beauty of the All-Star game. I am with you that I wish they would have stuck with the regular, let them wear their normal uniforms, not wear these gaudy All-Star game unis. Which, by the way, have they not made All-Star unis every year for like the last 40 years or however long they've been doing it? Yeah, but they wear them in BP and stuff like that. They wear them at other times, and then you come out and actually wear the regular uniforms. I wish they would have just done that, but it was great. Ed Rowland was done with that I guess so. conversation. Jeez. Uh, not a good day for Richard Sherman. Free agent corner Richard Sherman was booked at 6.08 a.m. local time today at the King County Correctional Facility in Seattle and is being investigated for burglary domestic violence, which is a felony charge, according to public records. Um, apparently, he was trying to get into what we think is his house. We're not sure because it, it says that Apparently, his wife, not his ex-wife, not his estranged wife, it says his wife, uh, called the cops, right? When yes, at 2 a.m. He tried to get into the house. Um, there is a separate incident that's being investigated where a car registered to him 
uh, was part of a hit and run accident where the driver left the scene and left presumably the car there. They found the car, found it was registered to him. So you can see how people are putting a narrative together here of maybe he was, you know, having a bad night, drinking substance. I don't know, whatever, maybe not, but maybe that's something that led to then him trying to get back home and for whatever reason, couldn't get in. Wasn't, was it wanted in? It's unclear. Um, but then police were called and when they got there, he fought with police. He was very, he was not, they needed a canine unit. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's being held in jail. I assume they needed a canine unit. Like, were they, they tracking him down? This is all weird because I don't know what a canine unit does other than sniff out drugs or help you find someone. So did he run away and they apprehended him? Well, yeah, the canine's going to run run faster than a human being is. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like they don't. I don't think they. I mean, I, that's what I don't understand. It's like, did he run away and they were trying to catch him with a canine? It's all like I said. We need more information, but doesn't sound good for him. Certainly, no. Uh, he's a free agent corner. He's in the twilight of his career. You know, I'm sure he's he's looking to catch on with another team. But this is also interesting because he's the vice president of the NFLPA. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's that's not a, a minor detail here. No, and I I mean I've seen a lot of people who are not fans of his because of various statements he's made over the years. Or they just you know he rubs them the wrong way. He's a very outspoken player. A lot of people rushing to judgment on this. I, I would say like like a lot of. You know, people have said we said this with Deshaun Watson, Deshaun, him too, Deshaun him too. Watson's situation, um, various other players. The, the more information that keeps coming out on this, I, I I need to find out more info before I'm willing to rush to judgment on anything. But yeah, from the outset of it, from the information we have, it does not sound good for him. And yeah, so we'll no, find out more we as, as we get more. At info. this time, he's he's sitting in jail, so yes. we'll find out more as the week goes on. Mike DeWine says the Indians are working on a lease extension with the city of Cleveland. Yep. He says that they are currently set. Well, he didn't say this. The team's lease is set to expire in 2023. Uh, the team wants to see that stadium renovated, which I'm I'm sure they do. I want to see that roster renovated. Yeah. Right. I want to see them invest some money into the damn roster. <laughs> but it doesn't appear that uh, Mike DeWine is interested in having any type of prolonged drawn out type of thing with the Indians. Uh, he says they're moving toward a 15 year extension, but that the Dolan family would like to see this thing get renovated a bit because they feel like it needs to be upgraded, which is weird because they just did this a few years ago. They upgraded parts of it. So I'm not sure what level of expansion we're talking about here in either case. Um, it is something that we're, we're not really fans of seeing public money going to things like this. So that's, that's not great. The Indians have already started hinting at, or at least DeWine did, that they don't want to see a team move. They don't want to see any threats of They're moving. They're not going anywhere. No, I can't imagine they would. But you know that if if they need it, Rob Manfred is certainly willing to come in and say, oh, yeah, we'll move them. Yeah, we'll, we got other cities. We can do that. He's doing that with Oakland right now. Yeah, I mean, but you know, the Oakland situation's a little bit different, too, because they've been doing this for years, right? And Oakland actually has a stadium where poo is in the clubhouse. Oh, I know. Yes. The sewers they're... back up and there are logs in the clubhouse. To your point, they just renovated Progressive Field a few years Which back. Which is why I think it's ridiculous that the Dolan family is making little suggestions about maybe there's a problem. It's like, no, that 
What? You're going to move? You should sell. Now, That's I will what say it's do. been two years. It's been a couple years since I've been there. But unless it totally went to hell in the two <laughs> years since I've been there. Including the one year where no one went. It was, it was, it was Right. It was still a pleasurable experience. I enjoyed yeah. myself. Yeah. I think it's all right. I just, I can't stand the Dolan family. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. No one likes the Dolan family. Knicks fans don't like I, James I Dolan. I know. No one likes, no Indians fans like Paul Dolan or any of the other. Ugh. Yeah, they suck. They're just bad owners. For some reason, Scottie Pippen wants you to watch the Olympics at his house. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Still watching an accident blocking the center lane of 670 westbound after I-71. Traffic is still bumping to bumper from Leonard Avenue in this area. Please be careful. Watch out for cars as they swerve to avoid this and plan on some heavy backups in this area in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up. Drivers can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Drivers are home daily, receive great benefits and more than $10,000 in bonuses. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Don't worry, we don't get bones and allergies either. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Bone? Yes, man. I want to tell you about my friends at Perfect Power Wash. As a matter of fact, I think they need a jingle. Oh? Perfect Power Wash! That's, is that all? I'm working oh, on it. I'm working on it. Okay, good. Celebrate over 20 years of Perfect Power Wash with 20% off all services. That is 20% off the house wash, 20% off roof treatments, 20% off the driveway wash and seal. Everything is 20% off, but you have to hurry because Perfect Power Wash's biggest sale of the year is almost over and their schedule is busier than ever. Don't miss out. Call them now. 888-860-WASH. That's 888-860-WASH. Secure your spot on the schedule. Be sure to use promo code COMMONMAN and you'll save 20% on your Perfect Power Wash. And when they answer the phone and say, hello, Perfect Power Wash, you say, Perfect Power Wash. <laughs> um, we, we do have some more info on the Richard Sherman situation I just okay. saw. There's a little more news here. Uh, Redmond police say Sherman attempted to gain entry into a residence that was not his. So that's why there's a burglary component. That residence we now know was his in-laws house. Oh, okay. So that's why there's a domestic violence charge because it was someone that he knew it was not his own house. Um, he apparently they added, this is from Redmond police chief, Daryl Lowe. Uh, Daryl Lowe added that Sherman suffered minor injuries when resisting arrest after a police dog was deployed. He also may face charges stemming from damage to the door of the residence. He allegedly tried to enter. Uh, police officer also suffered minor injuries in the scuffle. Um, so there were tweets that said ex-in-laws at some point. Those are incorrect. He is he is married. They are his in-laws. Um, he is also being investigated for that possible hit-and-run DUI. So again, those could be connected in some way. But just trying to get more info on this because obviously, as we talked about earlier, it's hard to really understand what i never heard of burglary domestic violence but now we know why that's being called that he tried to gain entry into a place that's not his own and it was someone that was he kind of related to in the in-laws situation so now you have a little bit more context for i assume his his wife was in the house right doesn't say um i don't know if that was the case or not um so i don't yeah i'm not i'm not it could be yes that they had maybe 
Again, this is all me extrapolating at this point. Could be that there was some kind of argument. Maybe wife left with kids to go to in-laws. Yeah. And then maybe he was mad, went off, and then decided, no, I'm going to go over and try to fix this and didn't. I don't know. But uh, yeah, obviously his wife has come out and said, you know, that no one was hurt and that, uh, you know, he, this is not in his character. So just that, that's all that I'm just giving you all the info so you can have the most info you, you want on it. Scotty Pippen is putting his home on Airbnb for three non-consecutive nights during the Summer Olympics. For $92, you and three friends can stay at Scotty Pippen's house in suburban <laughs> Chicago. Why he is doing this, I have no idea. That is a really low amount of money. Uh, you don't have access to the whole house, just a couple of bedrooms. Here's what Scotty says. And by the way, I say Scotty says because I think he wrote this listing himself. Okay. In honor of the Olympic and Paralympic Games, Tokyo 2020, I'm inviting basketball fans to my Chicago home to relive one of my career highlights, competing at the Olympic Games, Barcelona 1992. I'm excited for you to cheer on the next generation of Olympians from my home court. Says booking opens at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, July 22nd for three stays on August 2nd, 4th, and 6th. Okay. He says these one-night stays are not a contest. Guests are responsible for their own travel to and from Chicago. Now he describes the space. Mm-hmm. When you enter my home, you'll step into sport history. <laughs> Finding Olympic Games memorabilia from my time as a U.S. Olympian. Plus items from Team USA's 2020 medal stand collection that you can take home with you. During your wow. overnight stay, you and up to three guests have the opportunity to watch the magic of the Olympic Games basketball competitions on NBC Universal's broadcast networks and streaming services from my home theater and channel your inner athlete on my indoor basketball court. Now, here's what you get. This, this is, oh wait, hang on. I just want to clarify. This is $92? $92. Like most hotels that you would just find at a no, regular exit on the freeway would be more than this. Here's what you get. A virtual greeting upon check-in from me. Beautiful. He's not there in person. That's but it's, 90, it's $92. $92. What do you want? Want me to give you a foot massage? Like, what are we talking about? It's Scotty Pippen's house for $92. Access to the home's indoor basketball court where you and your fellow guests can enjoy a friendly game of one-on-one I, or a round of horse. I love that. The opportunity to lounge in my personal movie theater and watch the Olympic Games on NBC Universal's broadcast networks and streaming services during the days of the stays, including men's and women's basketball. Okay. Plus, guests can watch footage of the team's historic 1992 run in Barcelona. A chance to relax outdoors by the pool, complete with an outdoor television, so you don't miss a moment of the Olympic Games, even while swimming. Okay. It's one of my favorite things to do, other than play hoops. I look, I know you're poo-pooing this, but for $92, I'm not even really a big Scottie Pippen fan. I'm not done. I'm going. Like, if I can get this booked, I want to go do this. You could also hold a mini competition of your own in the arcade room. Or take a breather after hitting the court in the indoor sauna. This sounds so, so great. Much, what you're going to be paying $92 for is your ability to put your naked ass everywhere he's had his naked ass. No. Toilets, <laughs> sauna, movie room. You know he's been <laughs> naked in that room. Disgusting. <laughs> I think being able, if you, again, I'm not a, I'm not a big enough fan of any human that I'm like, yes, I have to go be there. 
But I'm saying it's not like he's charging $9,000 to do this. You said he's charging $92? Fuel up with some of my preferred pregame foods, including fresh fruits and veggies. (laughs) Or my usual dinner before a big game, steak, a baked potato, and asparagus. Is that provided, or is there going to be a little thing like you must buy this yourself? I, and I, cook I it don't. Here. I'm not cooking it for you. He also says exclusive access to view Olympic Games memorabilia, including items from Team USA's 2020 medal stand collection that guests can take home you with them. Again, you don't think that's kind of cool to like go check out like Dream Team memorabilia in Scottie Pippen's house and watch the Dream Team, the new you know NBA or you yeah. know USA basketball who are you, who are you team. Talking play? to a regular human or me? I know. I, I don't want to go to Scottie Pippen's. I don't want to go to anybody's house. I know you don't. I'm just saying like. All right, the equivalent would be if, if Michael Jordan was like, for $250, you can come stay here. Because I assume he would charge like, a, you know, double or triple. Michael Jordan is. would never do this. Of course he wouldn't. I'm saying it's ridiculous that Scotty Pippen is doing this. But also, that's a hell of a bargain for $92. You get a place to sleep and you can go watch the game. I guess if you're in Chicago, why not do that? Here are some things that are not included with your stay. Oh, okay. Maybe right, there's some Because Airbnb caveats. always has like not included yes, things. Yes, of course. Security cameras, not included. Oh. I'm sure they are included, but for him. Yeah, not for you. Kitchen. Okay. They don't so let you in the kitchen. How are you getting the steaks? I guess they're just making yeah, for you. They'll make them for you, okay. I guess. Yeah. Washer. Well, you're staying for a night. I know. It doesn't say, hair, it doesn't say dryer. It just says washer. <laughs> dry you all dry you want. Dry all you want. Just don't wash. <laughs> Bring your wet-ass clothes over to Scotty Pippen's house. Hair dryer, also not provided for you. Okay. Shampoo. Yeah. And private entrance is crossed out here. So, I don't know what so, that means. Well, because some some of these Airbnbs will say you have a private entrance where you can go in and out and you're not disturbing the people well, who you, live in the rest of the house. Apparently don't. It's Scotty Pippen's house. So, if he's home... Well, that, all right. So He's someone, not going to be home. Well, that's my point. He'll have then. staff there, though. I'm sure they just don't leave people in the house. I would think unattended. There's going to be saying. people leering at you. Okay, for ninety two dollars, it costs more to have your staff hanging around the house all day, making sure no one screws anything up. How is this only ninety two dollars? If he said, I don't know what to tell you. If he said it's like nine hundred dollars a night, even how is this worth it to him? Also, like, what is the point of doing? Just give it away for free, Scotty. Why are you charging anything? It makes no sense. Around the diamond, you can stay in Jason Stark's house for nine dollars. Around I, I the actually think it's more. I think it costs more. Jason Stark is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. An accident still blocking the center lane of 670 westbound after I-71. Traffic is stop and go in this area. Plan on some heavy slowdowns. Also going to find some delays on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. About a five-minute backup. This traffic report is sponsored by Batteries Plus Bulbs. At Batteries Plus, they do more than fix phones and tablets. They help their neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online for fast and reliable phone and tablet repair. Learn more at BatteriesPlus.com. Only an array with fan traffic. It's time to go around the diamond. Baseball news and notes featuring everyone's favorite roast beef eating eclipse watching Hall of Famer, Jason Stark. Sometimes it's Monday. Sometimes it's Wednesday. Sometimes he's at Arby's. Easy for me to say. Today he's still in Denver because that was the site of the All-Star game yesterday. It is around the diamond with our guy Jason Stark. Hello, Jason. Hey, Mike. How was the game? I, you know, I, I always love the All-Star game. Uh, I wouldn't say that was a real dramatic All-Star game, but you, you, you get to see some stuff and you get to see some greatness. 
And I'm all for that. Uh, I actually think that the Derby has surpassed the game itself. What do you think? I'm not. The, I'm the wrong guy to ask because I'm not the biggest home run derby fan. Just because you know we we've talked about this. There's one true outcome, and yes, they're they're hitting balls a long way. That's the nature of the home run derby. But I understand that for most people, most normal people, they enjoy the home run derby. My question to you is: Did Shohei Otani get a, stra- a restraining order against you officially? <laughs> I am out of control, aren't I? How many times have I said on this show that I am obsessed with that? You are, and you know what? You you had the original obsession with Shohei Otani. I mean, you're not the first one to discover him, but you're the first one to publicly declare. You were writing stories called named named headlined Shohei Otani better than Babe Ruth before anybody else was. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny that I'm in Colorado because uh, I had I had lunch out here. a few years ago with a, a scout who uh, had scouted him in Japan. And I really caught the fever from him because he spent so much time watching them. And the, the more stories he told me, the more, the more I couldn't wait to see if this was real. And now, like, it's even beyond what I could have ever imagined. Isn't that safe to say? Yeah, I, the thing with Shohei Otani that I find so intriguing is that this this is like having time travel, I assume, because we've just not seen this for so many years. It's a throwback to what baseball used to be. Guys who would pitch and then go hit. Obviously, Babe Ruth is the comparison that everyone makes. But here's the question, Jason. Going for the second half of the season. I mean, do you worry about the mental part of this that gets put on a player where they are the face of baseball for a few days? He's doing everything All-Star Weekend. I mean... Like, it's, I, I, is that a concern for you at all, or do you think he's just so much of a, sh- a machine he gets right back out there and doesn't miss a beat? Well, I, I don't know how any human could keep this up for 10 years, you know, but uh, I, I honestly am not that worried about his ability to do it this year. Um, I've been in these debates before, not – not just with you, uh, Brian Kenny and MLB Network. Seems like we have it every show I'm on, and I have to remind Brian. I have to remind everybody. This is why he's here. This is why he he came here. This is why he's an angel. He told them he wanted to do both. He wanted to be great at both. He wanted to to do things in ways they'd never been done before. They're good with that. He's good with that. It's happening when, when stuff happens along the way and he needs a little extra time when he needs an adjustment, they do that. They make the adjustment, but all you need to know is what happened at the All-Star games. What I wrote about in my column for today in the athletic, here is this guy. They said, right, what do you want to do? And he said, Oh, everything. I want to, I want to win the Derby. I want to be the starting pitcher of the game, and I want to be the, t- the DH and lead off. Okay, we'll change the rules of baseball for you. It's not because they wanted to do that. It's because this is what he wants to do. Around the Diamond with Jason Stark here on The Fan. So let me ask you, as much as you love Shohei Otani, you, Jason Stark, are forming your own professional baseball team. All right? We're going to call it, well, what do you want? What's your nickname going to be? I, well, my, my my football fantasy team is the Rumblers and Grumblers. I could do that. 
right. Well, I don't know I if I can see it with, on a T-shirt, but I whatever. I was going to go with the Starkville beef and cheddars, but to each their own. All right. I, I do like that. Okay, all good. All good. Uh, you are starting your own baseball team, and you have a choice between Shohei Otani, you love him, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., or Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Which player are you picking to start your franchise with? Uh, there, like, there's no wrong answer. That's the good news. I, you know, if anybody could make the wrong choice, it'd be me. But well, the wrong the wrong uh, answer I, is Adam Dunn. But you're not going to make that choice. You didn't give me that option. <laughs> <laughs> He would fit right in on the beef and cheddars, by the way. I think he would be the mascot. That's great. (laughs) Like if you'd said, all right, which which former recent uh, Cincinnati Red would you like to go have a few refreshments with? Adam Dunn would be very high on that. All right, all right. But but let's go back to your actual question. I I think it's Tatis. Uh, I know there have been health questions with this guy, but he is 22 years old. Um, he is pure charisma. There is nothing he, he could go into a Padres game that he could do that you would say, whoa, he can't do that. <laughs> He's, anything is possible when that guy is on the field. I, we had a, a big all-star book event the other day, and uh, we had a great crowd, and there was a guy who was trying to tell me he thought that Tatis was the closest thing he'd ever seen to Willie Mays because on any given night, he might do anything. Uh, let's talk about the first half of the season. Now, obviously, we're getting through the All-Star break. Let's look back on where we've been, a team that maybe pleasantly surprised you in the first half of the season. Uh, if you had to pick one, who would that be? If I have to pick one, it's got to be the Giants, doesn't it? I, you know, how many how many weeks have we said, can this possibly be sustainable? I, I said it again and today. I said they have the best record in baseball, and I have no idea how. I know. I have the best record in baseball. I, I, I know I've cited this stat before, but let me just ask you this. Shane Bieber, pretty good, right? One of the best starters in baseball, right? Yeah. The Giants' rotation has a lower ERA and a better whip, meaning they've allowed fewer base runners than Shane Bieber. Their whole rotation, made up almost exclusively of former Reds, is, has been Shane Bieber, only better. How is this happening? How is this sustainable? But it keeps on going, right? No, it, it keeps on going. And I, as I said earlier today, like if you look at their lineup, it's not like they went out in the offseason and spent all this money on these upgrades. It's the same guys who have been there for the last three, four years, and those teams never finished above 500. And also, breaking news, Jason, they play in a pretty damn tough division, don't they? I, 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 you know, I would never have thought it was remotely possible that they would have a better record than the Dodgers and the Padres or either of them, for that matter. And it's gone on now for three and a half months. All their best, most productive offensive players are in their 30s. That breaks every mold. Uh, you know, Alex Wood wasn't here. Anthony DiSclefani wasn't here. Uh, they, they made some additions. Um, but everything's worked. Every piece has fit. They've been incredibly healthy on the pitching side, which has been huge. They're starting to sustain some injuries on the offensive side, but that's a team to watch at the deadline because Farhan Zaidi is extremely creative. They have money. Uh, they have a lot of 
money coming off the books after this year. So you could add somebody for a long-term fit. I still, I still think they're the third best team in that division, but this is amazing. Jason, we always appreciate it, my friend. Have a safe flight back. We'll talk to you next week. Much appreciated, guys. Thanks. Around the Diamond with Jason Stark on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. I'll tell you what, man. The Reds would love to have some of those names. Oh, I know they would. Back. I, Teddy, how how bad do you feel whenever you see us or whenever you see any highlights of Disco the Giants? has got 10 wins, I think, so Good far this night. season. Yeah, Disco, yeah, it'd be nice to have one of those guys. I mean, we're doing all right. You're doing all right. I mean, yeah, we're doing okay. I haven't no, quite no dis- trades for you, though. No, right? I mean, you don't need any trades. No, well, if those guys want to pitch out of the bullpen, then I'll take them. Wow. All right. Welcome back, Disco. <laughs> go grab the rosin in the pan. Exactly. More like go to Disco, go to hell. That's right, I said. Uh, back page coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Still watching an accident blocking the center lane of 670 westbound after I-71. Traffic is stop and go from Leonard Avenue. And an accident blocking the two right lanes of 270 westbound after State Road 315. And traffic is stop and go from I-71. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Shift hiring gears with Indeed. They go beyond the resume with 135 skill tests that help candidates show their abilities on things like computer proficiency or customer service. Indeed skill tests reduce hiring time by 27% on average. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Only an array with fan traffic. Before I introduce you to the other dope in the studio, allow me to tell you that Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Now, joining us, the host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. You guys. It's a good day today. Good day today? Good day, yeah. Why? Get my ass kicked to ping pong. That was fun. Yeah, and we had a. You big... didn't have you didn't have a good day with that today. No, but you know you've got me. You you said something about it, and it's going to ring true. It's going to bother me until I get it right. It it's it, going to affect me. It what really was... bothers you. <laughs> can I can I know, can we know what was said, or is this like no? I the, I I said what happens at the table stays at the table. No, I I, no, I, no. I just said that me beating him, him not being able to get a game on me. In mm. ping pong, bothers the hell out of it him. It will be bothering him. And it, it for me. sticks with him to the yeah. point where he's going to be doing his show tonight. And maybe at 6 45, just randomly, he just starts screaming and cussing mm. on the air. Fair, 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 fair. Tonight could be the night. Because you never know. You know. Timmy's a competitive guy and he wants to excel. And yesterday, he had a game where he got 17 points on me. And I thought, and I think he played at 21. Yeah. Okay. He thought he was he's improving. Get it. Yeah. And, you know, maybe today would be yeah. the day that he gets me. Today you had perhaps your worst day ever. It was pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, my mind was in different places. That's See, what it was. That's the excuse I'm going to make. We had a big ordeal for the podcast going on. It's big production. All right. Well, so my mind was in different places. We can go tomorrow if you want. We will, go, to, we will go tomorrow. I do I'll think, see you there. I do think <laughs> that having played just a minimal amount of golf, I know you play a lot more than I ever have, but... I know there would be times where, as a novice golfer, I would step up, I would look down, you know, the fairway, and I would hit my driver almost perfectly, and I would be like, "Well, figuring this bad boy out," and I'd walk up to the next, and I'd like end up parring or whatever, get to the next hole, and be like, "Oh, I got this now," and then boom, behind mm. me, shanks. Like, I would hit it over my Slices. head. I don't know how I even did it, and it's like fat. I just think sometimes when you start to get a little bit of an edge, that's where you find out if you're really good or not. Like you got close here. 
And then today it fell apart for you. So yeah. maybe that. But maybe here's that what you, you know. Back. Here's what you know. I don't take it easy on you. No, so that's when, good. When I don't you, want, and I don't want that. When you get me, you're going to get me. I don't want... And you will get me. Of course you will. I don't want preferential treatment. Because you're not bad. And you know what? Ted, I beat Ted's ass, too. Ted's not bad. Platinum Fox came down strutting his stuff today. I you, beat his ass. Him. Yeah. What What I like about that, though, it, it, it's funny because I, I was just talking to my dad earlier today. He never let me beat him in basketball his entire life. And I ne- quite honestly, I never beat him. Because by the time it would have mattered... You could probably take him now. Exactly. I'm going to say. Exactly. By the time it <laughs> mattered, and you you know that, right? Like, you know that as a young man when your dad's knees are shot and he's not the same athlete that he once was. I never actually beat him. I had some... We had some spirited battles, you know? Like, some yeah. close ones. He never let me get it. Never. Not once in my life. Not when I was 16, 17, freshman high school basketball player, the star that I was back in Northern Virginia... Never let me get it. There is an episode of Frasier. Yes, I'm going to quote Frasier here. Uh, I hey, like Frasier. I might not have seen the episode. Maybe here. I have, though. Frasier and the dad, Martin, are playing ch- chess. Okay. Martin, blue-collar guy. He has the dog, right? Cop, right? Frasier, Ivy League education, doctor, considers himself an intellectual. He can't beat his father mm-hmm. at chess. And it's driving him crazy. He keeps asking his dad to play, and they're playing all the time because he <laughs> needs to beat him yeah. at chess. He finally does towards the end of the episode. Finally beats him at chess. He's celebrating. Dad doesn't care. Dad just wants to go to bed because he's been up. He lets him win. You know, doesn't even care, just goes to bed. And so then at the end of the episode, Frazier goes in, Dad's sleeping, and just says, Hey, Dad. I'm sorry I beat you. And then leaves. Because he felt bad then for beating his dad. (laughs) And there's probably a part of you that wishes that you beat your dad. But that day that you do is probably kind of a bittersweet day for both you and dad. I think I would have loved it if I knew in my heart that I beat him when he was trying his best. And he was healthy. But it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, but then wouldn't you feel bad for your dad because... Yes, every father. Uh, I'm telling you, as a dad, I would be like, I think it would have proud of my kids. Yeah, I think I would have been. I think I would have been proud. I'm not saying your dad wouldn't be proud. I'm talking about you as the son. It's no same. Wouldn't I think, you feel a little bit bad for your dad? This is a guy that I assume you looked up to as your hero, and now you are the one to dethrone your hero. Man, we're getting really philosophical because I'm saying, yeah, like, because yeah. I'm saying, my dad would feel like. Oh, well, you earned it, you did it, you've you've accomplished. I've I've pushed you to this great level. So my dad would be happy. So if you want what your dad wants, you would still be happy cuz right. he's happy. I, I think, think it's pride on both sides is what I'm going with. Yeah. I think I would have been proud. I think my dad would have been proud anyway. I think he would have not if had, your dad were Cecil Fielder. <laughs> Cecil Fielder. You'll, ne- yeah. you'll never be as good as me, kid. Michael Jordan, he didn't want his kids to grow up to be anything. I think yeah. he looked him in the eye at his Hall of Fame speech and says, oh, guys, dad's something else. <laughs> God, don't you ever surpass <laughs> right, me. Right, yeah. And I took that personally. He had a lot to yeah. live up to. Je- Jeffrey Jordan, Pff, this kid sucks. <laughs> <laughs> UCF, please get a life.
Yeah. What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight? Coming up tonight, we've got uh, our weekly visit with our guy Dave Holmes from 10 TVs. Hanging out back there, his latest thoughts on the Buckeyes. Austin Ward in the 7 o'clock hour. And two full hours with me and Joshua Perry. We'll, we'll go over some recent Trestle comments from the weekend that we didn't hit on yesterday's show. And we keep going through our all-urban team. City kids only. Buc- the defense. <laughs> not, not really. Yeah. Buckeye Show coming up next right here on the fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, Space Jam, a new legacy is coming to theaters soon, and Warner Brothers is tossing 91,000 non-fungible tokens. The NFTs Mm -hmm. are going up for grabs. Characters, of course, including LeBron James, Bugs Bunny, all will be issued as NFTs. Like I said, 91,000 of them are available. You can get a free one uh, by going to this website that I'm not going to promote because that's all they're trying to do. But you can go to this free website. You can go pick up a limited edition one for free. You can earn a second one by sharing a social media post. And then you can purchase additional ones for $2.99 a piece. Um, I just tell you Three all bucks? this. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I tell you all this to say... Remember all this because none of this will be around in five years because this is all dumb. If you consider yourself a fan of this show and you're not listening tomorrow, then you're not a fan of this show. The Big day. Big day tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. An accident still being worked on blocking the center lane of 670 westbound after I-71. It is taking quite some time to get this one clear. Traffic is bumper to bumper from Leonard Avenue and still continues to build. Please be careful over here as they get things cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by the Home Loan Expert. Home values all around the nation are skyrocketing. You have a lot more equity than you think. Now's the perfect time for a cash-out refinance. TheHomeLoanExpert.com, The Home Loan Expert, LLC. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald. If I don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day, <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh richard jefferson I wanted, richard I jefferson yes. uh maybe i don't remember it's one of the bald re- guys that does espn broadcast whatever and so richard jefferson is obviously shaved head this guy also shaved head you know probably trying to forestall the inevitable and melissa's like wow man everybody's just you know out here not embracing their baldness and i'm like you're i i too shave like i don't let it grow long i don't have like the you know coconut with a Hulu skirt I on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No. You I, can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. 
Thanks. You, Thanks. you would. You would look like a total clan I mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, there are other it? white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like oh he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn but you're you, saying i i think you're people saying get the wrong impression you would accuse me of it even though you know me and know i would never do right. something like that i that's, know i know i've known you the, for years that's bad but i would just yell well, racist at you and run away well, i'm glad i don't shave my head all the way down then is it okay where it is now because well, i just fine want, now okay good i yeah, just want to make sure like every other fat soccer loving yes, guy good. Right I, now. Don't, I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right a special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 